We got our crew up in here. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the OTH NFL Podcast. Today, I'm your host, David Gillespie. Joining me on the show, we got a smaller crew today, but nonetheless, uh, there's no less of a punch we're packing today. We got George Ruggiero in on the mic today, and Coach Craig coming back for his triumphant return the third time around. Let's give him a round of applause. Yeah, He's back. There we Very go. special guest. The legend himself, the one and only, after all. Um, I want. I by the way, I totally wanted to put you on the stream, like while we're go going through the uh, intro video, George, just to show you dancing. Just to, oh like, yeah, I'll put you on the fucking spot, freak you out, you know. Well, that's the thing. I, I see it in the left every time, where I'm like, I know David sees me doing this, just absolutely vibing, just having a great time. I know. He, I I know you see me doing it. That's oh, why and I I'm, do it. I, I'm cracking up of your corny ass dance moves <laughs> so, at the same time. So you know that that goes hand in hand. You know oh, goes, yeah. the, the vibing and the uh, the uh, the laughter that goes. Uh, I'll be honest, with, uh, George's. Dance if I moves, knew so. that you couldn't see me, mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, if it was intentional. It had to be. You know, absolutely. But, to be honest, like you probably do have a step on me. I mean, I'm as mm. as like I, I'm like a like, you know like they call me Robo Dave. Like, I'm practically Robo Dave on the dance floor too. So it's not it's not That's a not inherently sight to a see. bad thing. I mean, to me that just <laughs> sounds like you can do the robot really well. <laughs> I, I would like to I'd like to take credit for that, but no, I'm just I'm I'm robotic as shit in terms of how much rhythm I have uh, from a dancing standpoint, you know. And I think Craig also, Coach Craig right here, I think he was the one. Weren't you the one to coin the phrase Robo Dave? I think you were the oh, first yeah. one to use uh, it, right? David Robot or something like that. And yeah, I yeah. think, was it the, I think it was the last episode I was listening to. You sounded pretty robotic in the beginning. There was something like going on with your mic. Oh, I don't shit, know what it really? was. Don't tell him oh, that. Oh, wait. I think I know what you're talking about. I've had some weird situation with my mic yeah. lately where it's been cutting like, a different sound in and out. I don't know what's going on with it. I got to figure out, like, you know, if it's if there's a plug-in issue or something. But no, I it like was me. It was, was you? me saying okay. Domo Origato, David <laughs> Robato. <laughs> yeah. But but late, luckily, it's been less Robo Dave because of my uh, uh, um, Ethernet cable. That shit comes in clutch, by the way. That, George, you were absolutely, like, you hit the nail right on the fucking head with that. Um, that so that shit internet, makes a baby. drastic difference, you know? It does. Absolutely. It really does. 
Um, well, we, folks, we've got an exciting show in store for you. Uh, we're going to be talking linebackers and defensive backs today for the incoming NFL draft class. I mean, shit, this is literally, am I doing my math right? Today's Thursday. So literally a week from Thursday, today, one week, we've got today. the NFL draft. Holy hell. It flew by like crazy. And, and this is an enticing draft. There's a lot of different classes that I think are, are, are very, um, oh, looks like we lost coach Craig right there. We did. Oh, there we go. He's back. You hear us now? Oh no! Did we lose your? Uh -oh. oh shoot! We, we lost, lost his audio. His audio. <laughs> we can't. Coach, try jumping back out and then coming back in. Coach, okay? we lost you. You lost us. Yeah. We lost you. <laughs> we have no idea what's going on. Let me see. Oh, I moved him out that time. Can you hear us now? Test one two. Oh. We just can't hear him. He can hear yeah. us just fine. I'll, I'll let him know in the message. That's not um, the. Uh, I, I think he can hear yeah. us, but like that's not the operative. That that's not we what we need. Restream, step your shit up, please. Come on now. Like, it's so many times Between we have this me, issue with like new guests. I'm assuming guests, you know? my audio is like at least marginally better than it has been. Um, restream. Yeah. Why? Like, <laughs> I had to sit here and work on a piece of equipment for months. Exactly. To yeah. Get it to work. Yeah. Here's now. There we go. Hey, We're in business. Boom. You see that, folks? We redeem ourselves within seconds. It just takes us – give us a couple seconds and we're good to go. You know, a couple seconds and we're good to go. Um, <laughs> sex. Sorry. Pause. I just realized what I said. couple <laughs> seconds, people. Get your minds out of the fucking gutter, okay? You're Jesus. You said it. Come on now. <laughs> I know. I, I kind of set that up, so <laughs> I'll, I'll take credit for that. Um, but like I said, we got an exciting show in store for you guys. Linebackers, defensive backs. All that jazz uh, uh, that we're going to be talking about uh, in regards to incoming draft prospects. These are some interesting classes, honestly, um, that I think we're going to really delve into, uh, really dive into deep and and uh, uh, get, get go analytical on your ass. You know, go go really analytical on your ass. Um, and it's going to be a fun one, man. But before we do that, you know what we got to do first? We got to give a shout out to our sponsor. You know the deal, folks. It's OutlastDFS.com. Head on over to outlastdfs.com if you want to make some money right now on sports betting uh, by using the promo code OTH where they hook you up right off the bat, matching your first deposit 100% of up to $200. That's $200 you can get matched up on your first bet if you use the promo code OTH, uh, uh, depending on if you bet $200, obviously, because they match it 100%. So uh, feel free to head on over and get started ASAP. Alrighty, let's get right into it. Um, yeah, like I said, linebackers, defensive backs, uh, uh, you know, the first I, class I want to focus on, the first position group I want to focus on, though, is the linebacker class. Um, I, this is an interesting one because, uh, um, the, the, you know, I was talking about how this draft is very, it's a very interesting draft. You know, you talk about how we don't know what's going to happen with the first couple of picks, potentially. Uh, the versatility, I think, that comes with the two. Um, but the two probably... With, you know, with the exception of the quarterback class, I would say every other class is pretty well-rounded. You know, there, there's a lot of, there's a decent amount of depth. There's a decent amount of uh, 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 elite talent that's coming out, that's topping out the list. Um, and, and the first one I want to start off with is the linebacker class, because there's a lot, whether it's interior, uh, um, outside linebackers, on the edge, there's some interesting ones, at least for me to note. Uh, um, uh, so I want to start off with you guys real quick. Who are your top three linebackers in this class? We're going to cut it down to five. Uh, cut it down from five to three. If you guys want to mention four and five, if you have them off the top of your heads, feel free to, but we're just going to break down the top three, you know? 
Um, let's start with you, George. Who are your top three? Uh, are we just going all at once or are we going one by one? Yeah, sorry. We're going to do, uh, we'll do um, three to one. I guess. Why not? Yeah, three to one. Yeah. We'll three do to that. one. So, my third ranked linebacker, I have Christian Harris from Alabama. Okay. Uh, I, like I said, I, before the show, like I said, I feel like my top three are going to be like the basic ones. Like, like everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, I like that guy. Because there's so much to like about each one of these guys individually. Like, they so they do so many different things. Mm-hmm. What I love, to me, like, the most, what I really love out of Harris is just his, like, raw, straight-up athletic ability. He is so long. He is so oh, yeah. athletic. Mm-hmm. It, he, you just see him all over the field. Mm-hmm. And the way that he does that is just by using his athletic. I mean, he ran a 4-4. Like yeah. he ran a four four. It's blazing fast. That's incredible, especially mm-hmm. from a linebacker, like the linebacker position. I mean, six foot, two thirty, like that's just about exactly what you're looking for for uh, a linebacker, especially one with his amount of pace. I uh, I kinda wish uh he kinda had a little bit more bend to him. I kinda wish he he had mm-hmm. more of that ability to to rush the passer from the outside. And mm-hmm. his vision at times he does seem to kind of like ball watch in a sense which isn't always a great thing you know mm-hmm. it, it does take him a little while sometimes to process plays as they develop and that can get him a behind at times a little bit of a step behind the play or behind the ball but mm-hmm. when you're as fast and just as freakishly athletic as this guy is a lot of the times that doesn't matter all mm-hmm. that much because you can be that half step behind but if you're so so much more athletic and so much faster than everyone else in the play you're right back up to speed you know Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where he just has that kind of like raw ability to make things happen he just needs a little bit of filing he needs to be refined uh but overall i just think that that kind of just athletic ability uh puts him at number three for me when you say ball watching do you mean in terms of uh um like buying into play fakes things of that nature or just not seeing uh, uh, maybe quite as much as other people, like when the play is actually like at its, or it's, it's when it's actually finally getting into the action of it, you know, it's a little bit of both. I, mm-hmm. I mean, be, biting on a play fake, it, it happens to everybody. When, when I talk about ball washing, mm-hmm. I mean, more or less just instead of kind of being proactive in your movements, which we see yeah. like the elite linebackers and the guys that are typically going to go really high in a draft class. They don't wait for the play to happen they you know diagnose and predict and instead of watching where the ball is going and then reacting they are proactive saying this is how the play is going to develop this is where i'm going to position myself for him he is a very reactive linebacker whereas Mm -hmm. i would say my my number one and two are a lot more proactive linebackers um but dude's just faster than like everyone on the field like there are times where like not Mm -hmm. even like sometimes there are a lot of times where He's just faster than receivers and running backs. Like it, it's, yeah. it's not even fair. And a, a lot of these like high end tight ends that end you end up having to put guys like, you know, like Harris in on, on coverage, mm-hmm. like coverage plays. Yeah. Usually everyone says, Oh, they're a mismatch. Cause they're bigger than your corner and they're faster than your t- your linebacker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, sir. No, they are not. <laughs> that is just simply put in this case, yeah. That is not the case. Um, but lightning quick, yeah. He is so fast. Uh, he's got the measurables that I, I like or I'm looking for. He isn't this, like, huge kind of bruiser by any means, but mm-hmm. that was really never his game. 
at Alabama, and I, I don't think that will end up being his game at the next level. And honestly, if you're drafting a guy like him, that's not what you want him to be. You don't necessarily want to just throw him at the line and be like, go get him. Yeah, You, you mm-hmm. want him to be yeah. able to play both in coverage and at the line mm-hmm. of scrimmage. You want him to be able to be there if you're playing a zone D. You, you love a guy like this for his own mm-hmm. defense because, yeah. oh no, my other linebacker got beat. I have this for like you know th- this mm-hmm. this Jeep Wrangler of a human just mm-hmm. getting after the guy who just beat his teammate like that's just kind of how it goes uh, with a lot of things so um, I just really like what what he can bring to the table it will mm-hmm. take just a bit of molding so I don't necessarily yeah. think he's going to be a huge playmaker or difference maker his first season but give him some time. Give him some reps, and I think he can be a really big linebacker for your for really any football team. So a little bit of a mini project on just a you know year two, and then fine tuning things. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I, looking at the two classes we're talking about, I mm-hmm. will a hundred percent say the defensive back class is mm-hmm. all super deep. Like there's a ton yeah. of really high end mm-hmm. talent. Linebackers, I think it's a little bit more restricted to. Mm-hmm who I would consider the top two as guys that can step in immediately and just be yeah. like, boom, right in there. They are they're a, a day, mm-hmm. game one, day one player. Whereas a lot of the other guys, I'm like, we'll have to see where they're at after their training camps. So, by the way, Coach Craig, and I should have uh, actually clarified this with you too, um, uh, because we had done edge rushers. We kind of lumped them into the defensive line uh, when we did that yeah. show. So, like the Aiden Hutchinsons, the David Ajabos, who sometimes have their hands in the dirt, uh, were lumped into that class. So, that's why you won't maybe see them or Sam Williams, for instance, uh, mm-hmm. uh, in this one. But if you have that and you want to use that, like that's totally fire fine. Away. I'd, love to, I'd um, love to hear it. It's great. Yeah. Who do, you, who do you have for number three? I'm very curious about this. By the way, I already know that we're a little different. <laughs> Uh, right off the bat so the way it's an interesting episode you know and like you said there the way i just dump all the edge rushers and dns in my mm-hmm. system just because yeah. it's easier because like sometimes yeah. you'll get a guy that stood up in college and they'll play with their hand in the dirt sometimes it'll be the reverse too exactly. and there's some guys that probably could do a little bit of both not mm-hmm. a, actually this class there's probably a lot more if you actually mm-hmm. think about it than like in some other years uh but I have a question. So my question with Christian Harris, if he yeah. kind of needs this refinement and stuff, if he didn't get that at Alabama, is he going to be able to get that more in the pros? Or like, or do you think it's just like the case where Alabama just said you're going to do this role and just that's it? I mean, like, knowing, could, could honest, knowing, knowing, there. knowing uh, you, I, like you said, you definitely get a whole lot of that. Like that, like that's like painting with a broad stroke at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Like we see it all the time. We see guys from Alabama where at Alabama they did this one thing and they did it so mm-hmm. well, Nick Saban's like, I, I have to put them on the field. Mm-hmm. And then they get to the NFL and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you can do that too? You, you know what I mean? Like they have yeah. this this other thing that they're good at, but Nick Saban's like, go, do this yeah. thing. Like <laughs> I, I feel like that's in a sense what you would see with Harris where it's a lot of like he's just so much more athletic mm-hmm. than what you see at a lot of the colleges, even even against other SEC schools, like he is just a next level athlete. Where mm-hmm. honestly, if they like, instead of giving him a linebacker tag, if they just gave him the ATH tag, I'd be like, okay. I mean, that's fair. I, I don't hate it. Like, like it certainly. I mean, linebacker in a four 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 at a thirty five inch vertical and, and like <laughs> on a, 
those are like wide receiver numbers like that's mm-hmm. insane insane yeah. um but I, I think that there could be that little bit of trepidation where you're coming from i completely agree if a team looks at him and says well at alabama you were kind of a one-trick pony and you weren't necessarily refined what makes us believe you can kind of advance more at the next level eh, i would say it kind of depends on who they end up working with um at the next level like if he was to go Mm -hmm. to like um i'm trying to think like just outstanding like guys Mm -hmm. with outstanding defensive like if he were to go to like a a washington where Mm -hmm. they've got more than one defensive kind of guy at the helm Mm -hmm. or even to an extent like i'll be honest i think he'd be great like a really good fill-in uh just I don't know why I get this feeling, but I like with Seattle, I feel like he could mm. get like taught really well. I mean, they have I like that, that. you know what I mean? Yeah. They've got that track mm-hmm. record of taking guys that might not be mm-hmm. like the perfect prospect right away and building them into something better. Now, I definitely don't think he's worth a top 10 pick, but <laughs> yeah. that said, I feel like he could certainly be available to a lot of, you know, a lot of these teams that may mm-hmm. be looking for that position later on in the first or even in the early second of course, there's always going to be Raiders. Please don't do it again. Raiders. I'm at Raiders. I'm begging you. Please stop <laughs> reaching. Stop it. I, I don't care. I don't want to see Raymond go in the first round or something crazy like that. Like, because that is such a Raiders move. Like, don't lie. That is such a Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> move to just be like, hmm, random big offensive tackle. Like 25? With like a third round grade. Give me, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean. Like that is that is that, such so up their alley. They they just go hella wild and, and draft Brock Purdy in the first round. Mm. You know, like, mm. shit like that. Don't <laughs> I lo- <laughs> with all due respect out there to Brock Purdy, but, but it ain't happening, buddy. I'm actually, sorry. You know? No, I, I I is he on my list? I don't think he is. Brock Purdy. No, I don't think I'm on his list. It was it was definitely um Clifford oh, and uh, yeah, it was, no. it was <laughs> you mean your, Sean, your hate list? Oh, yeah, the hate list, the George hate list. I know it's Sean Clifford and um uh, oh, I'm trying no. to think. Well, uh, it's bad. I can't even. I know Ian Book, the old Notre Dame quarterback. Book, yeah, the, a lot of Notre Dame. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of Notre Dame on that. Fucking I know. List. Um, either way, either way. Yeah, yeah. With, with um with Harris, I feel like there's more to bring to the table out of him than what you saw at Alabama, mm-hmm. kind of because that just is kind of their MO in a sense. Like mm-hmm. if you're really good at one thing, like there's a lot of specialization there and, and we've seen, uh, you know, other NFL players come into the league and then be like, Oh, you're pretty good at other stuff too. Cool. Mm-hmm. We'll let you do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, absolutely. It, 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 that's an interesting pick. I like that Seattle pick. Honestly, that could be a mm-hmm. sneaky good destination for him. I think. Uh, what about you, Coach Craig? I mean, uh, um, what did you? Yeah. Who's your number three guy? You I'm know? gonna play off that Seattle one just real quick too. So I think Channing Tindall would be an interesting guy to go there too, and mm-hmm. kind of move Jordan Brooks over to the mic, and then kind of bring him along is like how they kind of brought Jordan Brooks along, because yeah. I think that's something he could do kind of well. He's obviously really athletic. He's still kind of developing in terms of like reading and reacting to plays, but they use him as a blitzer like good sometimes too. Yeah. So I think he's a very interesting guy. I think there's a lot of really interesting players in this draft, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's a lot of specialization roles. Like, so it's going to be, does this guy fit our team fit? So like, once you get past like the first couple of guys, it's just pick the guy that you like to fit your system. Interesting. Yeah, I agree. Channing I agree Tyndall. 
I did. I did not see that coming. Did you see that yeah, coming? No, he's, 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 actually, he's actually my number five, though. But I just think with Seattle, he would be. That oh, gotcha. Oh, yeah. I saw, sorry. I thought you were picking. Yeah, I just want to build up that too. Like, so he would have been my number five. My number four would have been uh, Troy Anderson out of Montana State, who actually oh, yeah. did run the fastest forty time out of any linebacker. Yeah. But he's mm-hmm. still really raw. He played running back to start his career. He played a little bit of quarterback, and then he transitioned to linebacker. At one point, he was actually playing yeah. a little bit of running back and linebacker at the same time. And then, oh, wait, wait, he's playing. Wait, what? You used to play linebacker and, and running back. Yeah, you play literally running back yeah. and linebacker. Jesus, um, at the same dude. time. Jesus, he Christ, was like in both wild. rooms, but he didn't play as much running back then. So he started out at running back. Then he was kind of good at that. Then they kind of made him like a mobile quarterback for part of the year, and then they, then he switched over to linebacker. But the dude, he's big. Like, uh, let me just yeah. see here real mm-hmm. quick. It sounds like you're trying to like sell me on Lynn Bowden again. Like, at, like, like. Oh, he's a really good receiver, and then he played mm-hmm. a little bit of quarterback, and then he played running back, but now no, he's just, back to wide receiver. Hey, hey you know, Heinz Ward, it worked out for him. You know, he played quarterback, running back, and wide receiver at Georgia, and the, the yeah. boy balled out, you know. But how many guys so, do you know that are six foot three, two hundred and forty-three pounds and run a four four two? Like yeah, not just many, no. He had no. a decent senior bowl. He's still gotta get better. He's still kind of raw. It's kind of like chat like how Chaz Surratt was last year, where he was a quarterback and then he kind of converted. Yeah. Obviously, it's a lower level. He's also a way better athlete than Chaz Surratt was, too. So Interesting. that's kind of somebody that could kind of come in and some look to mold. But I think there's a lot of guys in that kind of area. So like when you get through like four through eight or so, there's a lot of similar guys like that. So it's just who do you think fits your system the best? Yeah. And so and then, he's he's your number four, right? Yeah, he would have been my four. Christian Harris would have been my six. But I think okay. with Christian Harris, too, I think we the biggest thing is we had, like, higher expectations for him this year. And I don't think – yeah, he kind of did the same thing again, if that makes yeah. sense. I he thought he was he was going to be what Will Anderson kind of was, you know, I was about, in that terms was of that level of thing. impact. I was going to say, I think in a way they kind of swapped roles. We had the expectations from Harris, mm-hmm. but with mm-hmm. Will Anderson kind of really stepping up, like, to that Big next – like, to that, like, he turned it up yeah. to 11 – it kind mm-hmm. of, in a way, I don't want to say overshadows, but in a way, like, you can't have two guys in that role. Yeah. You know what I mean? Plus Henry Toe, like, Toe, too, on top of that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, you have, mm-hmm. you know, it, guys, we're talking about Alabama. Yeah. Talking about, <laughs> we have to keep that in mind. Like, oh, mm-hmm. no, they're the worst ones at Alabama, a.k.a. they're yeah. better than 85% of, yeah. other line, <laughs> of other defensive players in mm-hmm. general. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, it's Yeah. There's it's only so many fucking pizza guy. slices, you know? <laughs> like, exactly. that's it. This know? is like that meme video of, like, the guy who's just cutting the pizza. And it's just, like, <laughs> keeps on going. Like, you can stop now. You can stop now. And you're like, oh, now I've got 64ths of a pizza. Thanks. I really needed that. <laughs> Bite-sized pieces. That's great. This is a little off topic still, but is it me? Or does it just seem it's like Alabama me. linebackers haven't turned out as much recently, too? Uh, Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm – CJ Mosley was the last great one, you know, right? Yeah, Mosley had a good, a really head. solid couple of years. He was actually mm-hmm. really good last year. I, I uh, like CJ Mosley still. I yeah. think he has some potential. Um, you know, he's had some injuries that have kind of knackered him a little bit, but they have been kind of been somewhat under what Reggie Ragland. I had such high expectations for. Obviously, uh, um, God, I'm blanking on his name. Drafted to Washington. Um, got into a, a ton of trouble. I'm trying to draw a blank on his name though. Uh, yeah, I forget what his name is. You just said two of the things, and like for whatever reason, it, like it's been popping off on Twitter. But I know, like, 
for whatever reason, Darius Geis was popping off on Twitter okay. or something about Darius Geis. Oh, nothing, yeah. No, no, no. That's a whole no, 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 other no, no. story. Nothing yeah. for anything illegal. Like, yeah. I think somebody made, like, a, a tweet about, like, mm -hmm. him possibly being a good, like, pick up really late yeah, I saw that. people that was in weird. fantasy and i'm like why am i why are people talking about darius geis on twitter like yeah why <laughs> i think he's he's Ruben not Foster is who again. i was thinking of by the way he's yeah he was drafted by the 49ers again. then went to the redskins though yeah i'm sorry yeah he was drafted by the he got cut after a year that's right yeah i thought Four, you were watching commanders like, now obviously you know yeah, he had a whole bunch of issues though and then he got hurt he did yeah and he got hurt too yeah so who's your number three so my three is Nicobe Dean. So yeah, mm -hmm. there's a lot of good things here, but there's a lot of like, he didn't do it. He didn't test at all. So yeah. yeah, there's a little bit of an injury in there, but it's just like, cause I think he was going to do an individual workout. I think it was the 13th. Oh. And then he kind of like canceled that too. He's only had one top 30 visit. And I believe that was with the lions. Really? Like, yeah. I, I, you know, I've seen some people say he might slide to the like the like the the, the bottom ten of the first round, which is kind of surprising because I figured he was going to be, you know, top fifteen or top twenty uh, at the bare, bare minimum. You know, I don't even think he goes in the first round. Really? I think he goes at the beginning of the second round. I really do. Really? I mean, people consider him maybe the MVP of that Georgia defense, which was obviously legendary. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, dr dramatically impactful. You know, yeah. really? Wow. I think a lot of I think these linebackers will slide more than we initially think this year because I think okay. there is a deep. It just depends on I think a lot of teams will have these linebackers valued in different orders just depending on how their scheme and what they actually want in a linebacker is. But I don't I think there's any say, like I agree one I major like guy going to kind of slide lower than a lot of people think. Just and I've seen so I've seen this a lot in mocks recently where they're mocking the Kobe Dean of the Patriots. I really just don't like that fit. I'm just like, I don't think that's the right spot for him. Really? Why is that? Just curious. I just, he doesn't feel like a Patriots linebacker. I hmm. probably get into it later, but like, I think Leo yeah. Chanel is pretty much what they want in a linebacker. Yeah, I, I that, like him a lot. And I, I like you know, would not be that. surprised <laughs> if the Patriots trade back from 21 with the Chiefs for the Chiefs to get ahead of the Packers at 21 for a wide receiver. And then they pick, then they grab their pick back that they essentially traded for Devontae Parker. And then at 28, mm. they have a couple different options. I wouldn't even be surprised if they pick Leo Chanel there. I really wouldn't because he's that bigger linebacker. He's got superb athleticism. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what the Patriots want. And Nicobe Dean, I think he's very interesting. But like I put in quotation marks undersized, but like nowadays 229 is not that small for a linebacker. He didn't test mm -hmm. at all. There is. I had like just on when I was watching the film, which granted I watched like the game for Florida, I watched the game for Alabama too. So these are two bigger running backs they were going against too. But I had mm -hmm. some concerns about play strength there, how he takes on blocks at times. There was times where he kind of over pursued some of the gaps. So he'd go to like the B gap and then the, the back would go through the A gap. He was just a little yeah. bit ahead of it. Wouldn't stay flat enough to yeah, track down opposing um, running backs. I thought he was pretty decent in coverage. He's decent in terms of instincts reading and reacting he had pretty decent ball skills and coverage when i was watching it uh mm -hmm. the thing that i did like about him he was able to kind of disguise looks and that's kind of how uh the georgia defense worked so there'd be times yeah. where, he was up, where he was up near the line of scrimmage and he was able to get back or kind of vice versa so i really did like that uh obviously he's only 21 so that's something that was there i wrote down the player profile or close comparison they had was patrick queen 
I, I mean, it's not terrible. NFL.com had Devin Bush. I think he's a very. I like the Devin Bush one. Actually, I'm not big on the NFL.com comparisons, but that one I was like, yeah. I, I coached that. Uh, that's, what, that's what we brought up last last show. It was like, <laughs> overall, not great. Some of them, not, <laughs> not too shabby, you know? Hey, not too shabby. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's so going to be very interesting. Um, probably ends up playing more off ball, I would assume, at the NFL level, though. Really? Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, I think he. Um, I think you know I, I I was I was I was really I mean 220 that's the thing that's starting to become it's interesting to see like some of these smaller you know at least in comparison to previous years smaller sized backers you know with like the Roquan mm-hmm. Smiths now and the Nicobe Deans uh you know uh, uh even Christian Harris for one thing you know he's similar size too uh just listed at what 225 or, or you know at most at least you know so or at most excuse me so you know like a lot of these guys are a lot leaner uh, than they used to be because it seems like they're more reliant upon speed uh, um, you know, w- w- with, you know, when it comes to, to a lot of their linebacking core, um, it's just interesting to see like the direction, um, you know, the NFL is heading towards when it comes to these linebackers. Um, and in particular, the opinions too, that you were talking about on the Dean, because Georgia was so well-rounded, like it, it's really hard to dissect and pick, okay, who was the biggest strength for sure? You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people were inclined to say Nicobe Dean for one thing, because he's the middle linebacker. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he was the leader in charge. He was the play caller, defensive play caller things of that nature. So that was what, what led them to maybe say him, but you could also make an argument for a Lewis sign, a, a, a Jordan Davis, you know, uh, uh, Trayvon Walker, you know, you know, all, all those guys. So it's like, it's interesting to see like what, what they would look like without that historically great defense, you know, that's just, I mean, littered with draft picks. I mean, a lot of these guys from Georgia are going to go in the first round. Suffice it to say. Well, I think between last year and this year, by the time you combine them, they'll have like 14 defensive players drafted which is yeah. just kind of insane when you think about it. Like over it two years, that's more than 11 starters. That's like, it's like almost like like one-upping Alabama, you know, this year, you know, with the way they're mm-hmm. doing it. It's just, but, it's unbelievable. Uh, but yeah. for me, for my number three guy, um, oh, sorry, did you want to say something? I, I was just going to like play off on what you were talking about with Georgia's defense too. I think he was kind of interesting because he's kind of like the jack, like he was the jack of all trades, kind of just did whatever they need him to do. You know, Quay Walker was kind of more of a run stuffer. Tyndall, they kind of used like on blitzes and stuff like that. So he was just kind of the mm-hmm. guy that was able to do a little bit of everything, just depending on who else was in the game at that time. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, yeah, I think it's, he's, I mean, I was, I was particularly fascinated with the Kobe Dean. Like he, he, you know, like there, there's just a lot that I think he brings from an athletic standpoint that is just so unique and so special and one of a kind. Um, well, I should say one of a kind. We've seen it before, but it's 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 a good one. You know, it's a good uh, similarity, a good comparison, I should say. But for my number three guy, I've got Leo Chanel. I, I had to go with him, man. I was I fell in love with his game tape, man. It's it is a ton of fun to watch. Probably the best run stopper in the entire uh, 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 you know uh, nation in college football. I thought um, this guy was just unbelievable. It, terrific vision to track down opposing ball carriers. Um, 115 tackles, 18 and a half tackles for loss. Not to mention adding eight sacks to that. So this guy was just wreaking the utmost havoc in the backfield, uh, whether it was opposing you know uh, ball carriers or or quarterbacks like. Um, and he just, he had a constant motor, man. Like, yeah, I know it's kind of a cliche and I, you know, I saw like Mel Kuyper Jr. Saying like, you know, oh, he's a motor guy, man. He's an absolute motor guy, you know, like, but he's a fucking motor guy. Like he's absolutely just electrifying to watch, man. Just very fast, great punch on opposing linemen, great extension. Um, you know, I, I, he's, and one of the things too, I want to note, you know, and 
you know, I was talking about technique uh, and how valuable I think it is. And I think he's got impeccable technique in terms of the, the base he works with and, and the, the, the ability to, to find ways to be slippery against opposing offensive line. That's a very key asset that, that a linebacker, you know, who's rushing the passer at least, needs to possess. And, and for him, when he was doing that, I noticed that in spades, man. I mean, this guy really has a specialty in that regard alone. Um, you know, and, and the stats prove it, you know, the stats suggested obviously. Um, and that's also too, like, you know, we talk about like so many pieces of pizza, like you can only have so many uh, for Alabama. Wisconsin was, I believe the, the stingiest defense in terms yeah. of what was a total yards in the entire yeah. nation last year, you know? So, um, you know, this guy was on top of playmakers like Jack Sanborn, for instance, you know, upon other guys too. This guy was capitalizing and making big time plays and leading the charge. So um, I think that just really spoke volumes to me. Um, like I said, great low, low pad level, just an impeccable technique. Um, if, if I to say bring up some cons, I would say he needs to be a little bit more self-aware in coverage situations. He's not my ideal cover guy in this, in this draft compared to other guys. Um, so I, I would say maybe improving that in in that regard. Um, maybe not the most laterally quick, like a Nicobe Dean and a, a, a Devin Lloyd, for instance, um, who are, are very, very – I thought laterally quick. Oh, do you disagree with that? I disagree with the Devin Lloyd part. Really? You don't think he's – I think he's very laterally quick. You don't uh, think so? No, nah, nah, it takes him a while to turn. Like, I, I don't know. I didn't see him get shake, shaken up too, too often when I was watching his tape. Maybe that's just yeah. me, though. That's he that. just – he doesn't have he's got a little bit stiffer hips than some of these other guys. Let's put it that way. I mean, it's like okay, he's not the fast like he how by the way, real quick, I actually want to ask you this now that I've got you. How much do you value the NFL combine? Like, how much does that factor into your valuation when it comes to prospects? It's a tough question, just because like I think it's a confirmation bias, like what you see on tape. So, like, okay, you already know a guy's fast, but like how fast is he? Or like for some positions, like three cone and short shuttle, like can tell you a little bit more too, because just how quickly you can move back and forth. Uh, Leo Chanel also killed that mm-hmm. regard. Like, for as big as this dude is, over 250 pounds, mm-hmm. he was the in the 99th percentile of linebackers all time since 1987. And, and, and you mean lateral speed? As a uh, according to the RAS score. Oh, you mean in terms of overall yeah. score? Okay, gotcha. yeah, relative athletic mm-hmm. score. So, mm-hmm. forty times everything, size and everything. Yeah, he's up there at the top, and his closest measurable in that regard is actually Luke Keekley. Yeah. Oh no, he's there's there's a little bit of Luke Keekley I see in him, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't really see the same type of coverage capability or execution. I should say. I mean, he can he can play in coverage. I'm not knocking him mm-hmm. in terms of like you know he can't play in coverage. I just don't think he's as good as other guys out there. Um, yeah. If you ask me, you know, mm-hmm. and I think he's good enough. And mm-hmm. he's probably yeah, he's, the most, yeah. he's probably the most instinctual linebacker in this mm-hmm. class, and I think his instincts yeah. help him enough in coverage. And I think if he goes to a team that runs a lot of zone and stuff, he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, he should be he should be fine in that regard. Um, I mean, he still was. I mean, he still ran like a, what a four five three forty, if memory serves Let's me correctly. See. Um, I mean, it was in the four five range. Uh, not that again, you know, yeah, four five three. one thing. Yeah, yeah. forty. Yeah, um, 40 but, and a half and vertical. Yeah, I mean he's he's an impeccable athlete. So I, I was really high on him. I, I mean he was absolutely just dominant, you know, on a whole nother level for Wisconsin. Um, and then one other thing too, just occasional sloppy tackle, not much sloppy tackling in comparison to other guys, but just a uh, you know like it, I'm being nitpicky. I think when I bring that up because it's not you don't notice it frequently. It's just certain things here and there where you're like, oh maybe he could wrap up a little bit more. Uh, but that's who I have for my number three, uh, George. Who do you have for your number two? 
Uh, for my number two, I have Nicobe Dean. I have mm-hmm. Nicobe Dean as, as my number two. Um, I, I agree 100% with everything you said, Coach Craig, about, about Dean. Um, he is a little bit undersized in terms of his his height, his length, um, but he he is like he has that kind of like solid anchor in, in that yes, when he is playing at the line, which isn't all the time. Like clearly, he did play a lot of off ball at Georgia. They really pushed him around a lot. They they used him a lot for some of those stunts. Like some of those stunts were just yeah. like how. Do, how do you stop that? Like with mm-hmm. the amount of like playmakers they had on defense of Georgia last year. And like, they were just, they were moving people around like crazy. They were throwing, yeah. throwing bodies and in, in weird places. You're like, why is he there? Also, why does that work? Um, but it does. Yeah. So. <laughs> Defies the laws of physics, you know, Although there was the, the, yeah. <laughs> the one play where they dropped Trevon Walker back in coverage. I don't know if it was against Alabama in the national championship game. He was like, I back in coverage, was. like reaches arm way out and deflects and it goes like right to Lewis C and I'm like why is he there but also like that just worked good (laughs) exactly it's one of those things where like I don't know what Kirby Smart was doing but he was just like it fucking worked though he's (laughs) like I'm gonna big brain this shit (laughs) I'm gonna learn Still about to learn y'all a thing. Yeah. He just channeled that 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 meme where you know that one dude is you know like just All next level, you know numbers and stuff yeah. just floating. Through the air. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I really do like Nickobe Dean. Um, I guess part of it could also be personal. He's from like relatively local to where I am. Like I actually know. Um, I used to work with one of his cousins, mm-hmm. at, just at my job, and and he said, look. This is this. I understand, like, oh, it's like, of course, it's like a a person and it's a personality thing. But I think with the combine, to me, one of the biggest things that teams um, on and what they learn a lot about these guys is just how they are off the field, how they handle themselves in kind of these bigger picture situations, like by just by actually talking to them. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things that I've heard about Nicobe Dean, both from people that have talked to him, like, local like where i live um as well as from what you can tell in his interactions with uh nfl teams you can already tell kind of like he he is like sometimes it doesn't show 100 percent on the field but he does have that really high football IQ, that that real ability to yeah of very high football offense is doing mm-hmm. uh he also just seems like a like le- generally i know this doesn't always make a huge difference but for a guy who at the college level was Mm -hmm. a leader and was a Mm -hmm. leader of their defense. It really does matter what kind of person they are. Like what kind Mm -hmm. of just like, is this a good guy? Like, is this Mm -hmm. a good dude? Like, is this someone I actively want kind of at the heart of my, my group? Do I want this person, you know, being like, Hey guys, listen to what we and the coaching staff have to say, because it's in the best interest of the team. And, I'll be honest. Some of these guys that are, you know, come to the combine and are like, I have someone in mind, but I, I'm just not going to say it. Uh, just <laughs> online and are like super over the top, super flashy. Just like mm-hmm. you can tell, think really, really highly of themselves off the bat. Yeah. A lot of these teams kind of look at that and are like, I don't know if I want that type. I don't want, I don't know if I want to invest my time, my draft capital, that type of thing into that type of person, because mm-hmm. I don't know what type of person slash player they will be in my locker room with other yeah. professionals. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas with a person like Nicobe Dean, who does have it on the field, like he, he backed yeah. up. I mean, mm -hmm. simply put, he was part of one of the best college defenses we've seen in a long time. And he was, I mean, for the fact that people can say, or well, we'll look at it and possibly even say he was one of the better players on that defense. It's impressive as hell just yeah. alone. Mm -hmm. I mean, this yeah. was a stacked defense. They consistently made, consistently made plays. But it's super impressive to me just how he handles himself off the field as well, just as a person and as a professional. And I mm -hmm. think that type of thing kind of, you know, speaks volumes. Yeah. As well as his play. Well, you know, it's funny. Like, I don't usually think there's, you know, always there's not automatic correlation between, uh, uh, you know, uh, a player's intelligence off the field to what they do on the field. You know, sometimes like you can be smart as hell, but just be dumb as shit on the field and, and vice Are you versa. About you know, it's magic. Oh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, he went to Harvard. To he shit went on the to field. Harvard. That's what I said. No, I wasn't taking a shot. Those are your words, not mine. Oh, absolutely. And he might, he might even agree with me because the man <laughs> went to Harvard, and then at the, he's just a gunslinger, man. He just yeah, he doesn't give a shit. He, he just goes it. out there where the ball goes, it it, it goes. Hey, that's know? where it goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey. No, um, uh, uh, no, but Nicobe Dean, I, I don't automatically think there's automatic correlation, but I almost feel like because of his degree in mechanical engineering, there has to be some correlation. With that and his intelligence to navigate, I completely and... forgot about that because, yeah. like, mm -hmm. I, I I was friends in college with a bunch of engineers. Mm -hmm. Guys, if you think if you think for a second mm -hmm. that that ain't hard, oh, my dad's an engineer and it's like a whole other fucking language. Dead wrong. Yeah, that shit mm -hmm. is insane. Insane. It is wild. So I think there's yeah. there's got to be some correlation to that, you know, because he's just. He's a brilliant-minded, you know, individual, and and just to know how things are structured off the field, he knows the same on the field, you know. And, and I think it's just it, it it shows so often in his tape, like in, in, in what's so flashy about, what's so great about, it, and why people are just you know uh, um, going you know uh, crazy over it, you know, in a good way. Um, but uh, who who do you have for your number two guy, uh, Coach Craig? I was just gonna say too that mechanical engineering degree got to graduate in three years too. Yeah, that's oh, right. He did. Jesus. <laughs> I know people that can't do that in five. Yeah, but, Why uh, don't he I kick my ass on that fucking test instantaneously? Oh my God. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and yeah. even with him still being 21, just kind of the upside, like the potential is still so high, too. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. That's true. Most mm -hmm. definitely. And like, there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, he didn't run because he's like afraid of how slow he run. Like, like, oh, he ran like a 4.62 or something. I think he's still running like a 4.56 or something. So I'm not too worried about it. I read. Uh, I read there was a four four that he he supposedly like was rumored to run, but obviously you know we didn't see his his combine results. So, I was about to know. say those three different numbers you guys gave out. None of those are bad. Like, yeah. No. None of those are, are bad. Yeah. Those, those are all still like numbers, really right? solid numbers for a linebacker, mm -hmm. like especially yeah. at like who's like actively like coming in at like two thirty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, and like that's. And I mean, take forty-yard dashes with a grain of salt, but but at the same time, like that's fast. If he's running a four-four, that's faster than even Roquan Smith, you know, who's mm. my guy in Chicago. I mean, I love that dude to death, and and you know, like fuck, like we're finding maybe even an even more athletic, you know, Roquan Smith coming out of Georgia now. It's it's wild, man. I'm just I'm still in shock and awe about what Georgia was able to create this past year, man. Yeah. So my number two is actually Devin Lloyd. And mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff here. He's a good tackler. He's got decent ball skills. He takes on blocks well. 
I have some concerns that he's 23 and a half years old already, too. It's the fifth year senior. I don't know how much matters upside there is with him. Let's put it that way. Oh, because the age and there may not be as lengthy of a prime if he gets to a prime. Well, I just think like kind of what you see now, I don't think it's going to get that much better. Like it might get better with better coaching. Not no disrespect to like Utah's coaching staff, which is actually pretty good. Yeah, but I, I just don't know what exactly his ceiling is overall. Uh, I put down not the best change of direction, which we kind of talked about a little bit. I think that's why he didn't run the short shuttle or the three cone because he knew it wasn't going to be that great. Which a lot of prospects tried, chose to do this year. They chose not to do the drills that they thought they would do worse in for whatever reason. Jim Nagy from the Senior Bowl actually brought that up. Uh, so I put sometimes with his instinctual stuff too, sometimes he reads the play great. And then other times he's just like sitting there like for like three seconds before he like even diagnoses the play. So like, that's a big concern for me. Like, especially when the NFL game gets faster. Uh, I think he actually does play at his 40 time that he did test at. I don't think he's the quickest guy in the world. Uh, I put down, he was mainly using zone coverage. Probably could improve in coverage. I don't think he's a guy you want one-on-one with like a linebacker or running back or anything like that. And, but I mean, a lot of these linebackers that I watched, they promise like 90 plus percent of the time they're in zone coverage. Anyways, there's very few that were in man to man. And I think there's only a certain few that in this class are going to be able to play the man to man with your Christian Harris mm-hmm. of the world. Maybe Troy Anderson, once he kind of develops a little bit more, I did put down that Devin Lloyd kind of reminds me a little bit of Kenneth Marie too, without mm. as much testing measurables. So kind mm-hmm. of, a guy that's decent around support can be used as a blitzer, maybe not the best in coverage. And maybe that makes me a little bit more leery about him because I do see some similarities there. And he really hasn't done that much with the Chargers. Now they kind of used him more as just a blitzer this past year. Yeah, I know that's true. Yeah, with Kenneth Murray. Um, you know, he, yeah, no, I could see that there's some similarities with him coming out of Oklahoma to, to a Devin Lloyd. To I will agree. say that NFL.com comp of Willie is the most ridiculous <laughs> thing I've ever yeah. seen. Like, I was like, where the fuck did that come from? You know, player <laughs> uh, profile or his best comparable was Tahir Whitehead, which wasn't like the greatest athletic guy, but he had what I would say is better instincts. That's why he lasted as long as he did in the NFL. He was kind of that guy that you put in your linebacker unit. He's like, he's the dad will do guy. Like you'll always mm-hmm. be all right, but yeah, he's all kind of on this crappy team where he just puts up numbers. Yeah, <laughs> I was also just looking at it because, like, I'll be honest, like, I'll just say it now because I, I am going to bring up a couple, a couple other things. I loved what I saw out of Devin Lloyd. He's my number one coming mm-hmm. out this year. I was just curious because I was like, Willie Gay wasn't like that big, was he? Willie Gay is like two or three inches shorter. His arms are like three inches shorter. And like he and he ran like, way better. Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd, keep in mind, is like. 63240 yeah. like he is a huge guy and i'm like is definitely is is willie gay actually that big and i'm like N- he's just not like and he well, he's listed at 62235 but i don't know if he is that tall he doesn't you know, pull, he doesn't if, you know? if he is he doesn't cuz they, like, <laughs> they like to boost up the heights a little bit and the weights a little yeah. bit you know and all that stuff or lean them down you know whatever they like to manipulate yeah, that yeah, stuff a little but, bit like when you said yeah. like, because I'm I'm looking at NFL.com and I'm like, is he really like comp to Willie Gay? And I'm like, oh, oh, he is. I don't, How? I don't, I don't agree <laughs> with that. But like Willie Gay ran like the four fours too, right? Like, <laughs> like, like I don't get it. 
What did you think, Coach Craig, by the way, I saw this too, and I thought it was, I don't know, maybe I'm the only one, but what do you think of the comp? I saw a comp between Brees Hall to Matt Forte. Do you see that? I've seen it. I've heard it a lot. I'm not sure I that I see it. I don't I'm see not it. Sure that I really see it. Yeah. I don't have a good comp for Brees Hall, really, if I'm being honest. There's Same a lot here. of it was comps, like, I don't have good comps for like these guys. Like, Especially the quarterback class this year is hard to have good comps. And like the comps that I do have, people won't like. I'm just hey. gonna, <laughs> I, the the that, I thought the comp that I brought up was actually pretty good. Who is it? The one what did you bring up? I Remember, I had a, it, it was Matt Corral as Mark Burnell. Oh, oh yeah. I, well, like, he's the, I like he's the hardest one for me to comp, honestly. There's like, some mobility that Brunel had. I will agree with good. that. But I, I don't know, like Matt Corral, like he, I, I, like Mark Brunel didn't have a weak arm, and you know, shout out to UW's finest, of course. I was about to say, um, no, he didn't. He had a, he had a hose on him too. Like he was, yeah, he had a decent arm, but he I wasn't like. I mean, kind of forget because, like, I went back and because Mark like, Brunel wasn't a first round too. pick. If memory serves me correct, he was like a third uh, round pick, wasn't he? I don't believe Brunel was a first. I'll, I'll I feel like there. he was a second, but I could be wrong. Oh, he might have been Mark Brunel. Here we go. Mark fifth Brunel. round. I was. Yeah, we were all. Really? Yeah, wow. he's fifth. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's a good he quarterback in the NFL. Good he was on the Packers. were drafting a quarterback like every year, and then trained him way two years later. <laughs> <laughs> the trend made history began with, Jackson, with Mark you know? Brunel. <laughs> oh God. Uh, um. So, uh, no, yeah. I, I mean, it's. I don't know. It's like. Well, um, I was gonna say back to the linebackers. Yeah, I know. Coming back to linebackers. So uh, um, we already did you, correct, Craig, right? So, so um, yeah, for me, my number two is is N'Kobe Dean. Um, I've got him number two uh, for me because I, I'm in shock and awe with this guy's athleticism. I think he's a terrific sideline to sideline guy. Very explosive, very fast. I mean, this guy, like two on top of that, you know, there's there's I see some similarities to some degree to a Christian Harris, but he's like a better version of a Christian Harris in the regard that, like, he's more physical than him. You know, I think, like, Harris, he, he packs a bit of a punch, but but N'Kobe Dean plays above his size, man. Like, I see him rushing the passer sometimes. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, he's actually, like, putting some moves on these big mofos out here. And, like, with ease, you know? And and it, it shocks me because, like, like you know, I, I'll say it again. You know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Dude, that's, you know, like, that size, like, you know, moving up against people ain't supposed to do that. Like, it's just not supposed to happen, but he fucking does it. You know, um, I, 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 you know, I think he's honestly a bright spot in this Georgia defense that had so many different, so many different, you know, uh, 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 people, you know, kind of eating their cake, you know, and getting their stats and, and, and all that. So like, it was hard for him to really take over and be that 130 tackle kind of guy or that guy who's racking up, you know, double digit sacks, but I mean, still holding it down with 72 tackles, 10 and a half, uh, TFLs, six sacks, two INTs. He's, he was a jack of all trades for that Georgia team. And um, I actually liked him in coverage. I mean, I, I know he's, you know, maybe in more in off-ball situations and off-man situations, um, you know, but like, like I think he did pretty well, you know, in comparison to certain other linebackers out there, if you ask me. Um, I, I love his versatility. You know, like I said, with a, from a pass range standpoint, great, got a great dip move for, for a little guy. Uh, um, ability to tackle in open space is unbelievable. It's 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 sensational if you ask me. Um, if I had to say any cons about him, can get a little bit you know shut down at times by some bigger dudes. That's a little bit of a concern. You know we talk about the size situation, and that can be a, a, a bit of a concern if he's going up against 
like, you know, for one thing, bigger body guys, but you know, I, I was saying earlier that how he can handle his business sometimes, but like really like, you know, going up against really big guys like a, like a Trent Williams or Tyron Smith, you know, there's towering individuals that can kind of, you know, like if he was going up against Jonathan Ogden, how would he survive? You know, how would he handle that situation? I wonder, you know, six, nine, three forty coming at you. You, you got to wonder about that. Mm -hmm. um, or even just real quick, even like the, some of the bigger running backs in the league. Cause even when he was going against like uh Pierce out of Florida, there's like one play he kind of got ran over too. So yeah. like we're going talking AJ Dillon types. I know like you can't really just say Derrick Henry because everybody has a hard time talking about Derrick Henry anyway. So. I, was, exactly. I was really thinking there was like, please don't say Derrick Henry because no one is as big as Derrick Henry. Like so, I mean, some of the, even he, some of the bigger backs. He is like two running backs on yeah. top of each other in like a big track. Like, it's like a transformer of running backs. It's just like he's got AP for one leg, you know, like it's just it's just he's constructive like five different running backs into one, you know. It's it's he's wild, like this man. leg is actually bionic yeah. made out of metal. It does not yeah. get tired. Uh exactly, exactly, man. It's just it's unbelievable. I, I do wonder about that. Um, you know, how much did he benefit from this this defensive scheme? You know, this this defensive cast of players that were just so unbelievable to watch. Um, you know, uh yeah, I, I those were some of the things like you know, maybe needing to keep his head on a swivel, certain tackling situations that he needs to work on. Uh, um, I, I would I would assess, but like they're, they're kind of basic stuff. I, I just the athleticism. The, the versatility, the, the ability to take command, because there were times where you could see him kind of like motive in a motivating sense, kind of chewing out his teammates to get them dialed in, you know? And I see that 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 le level of uh, uh, command and that level of uh, leadership that kind of speaks volumes too that I think can tra translate well on the next level. So I've got him for my, uh, um, for my number two guy. Um, by the way, too, uh, you know, shouting out Leo Chanel in terms of where I'd like him to go, I, I was going to say earlier that – I'd like to see him go to maybe the Chargers potentially. I think that'd be kind of interesting if you ask me. And then for Nicobe Dean, I said Atlanta because for one thing, they need all the fucking help they can get. You know, practically outside of maybe you know uh, Cordero Patterson and uh, Kyle Pitts. Um, and I mean, you know, Deion Jones. If you still think he can get back yeah. to his old form, I still think he maybe can, but I don't know. We'll see. It is Terrell. Oh, and AJ Terrell. Yes, excuse me. I totally yeah. forgot about AJ Terrell. Barrett. Phenomenal corner. Yeah. Phenomenal they, they season. That's all they got. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Jake Matthews, I'm wondering, because he's kind of getting a little older, but well, they just um, he's still decent. Though. Yeah, they did. They did give him another extension. That's true. That, that's absolutely true. Um, so who are we going for our number one guys? Who've you got, George? Uh, like I said, uh, I've got Devin Lloyd as yeah. my number one. Um, I think a lot of this is uh, I understand he didn't test great. Simply put, I know that's why for a lot of people he's falling. He didn't. I, I'm sure. I mean, he'd be probably the the first person to admit that uh, as well. He did not test great. Uh, just overall, his forty time, um, his time at the bench. I mean, his ver his vertical jump and his broad jump. That's fine. Like those those two are kind of okay. Like yeah, you, you don't hate it. You're like, eh, cool. Mm -hmm. he, he he did that. Uh, but I, I think the biggest thing for me is just how good he was. Uh, another guy who was really good at like the heart mm -hmm. of another really good defense. I mean, Utah year mm -hmm. in and year out has fantastic defenses. Uh, I mean, this year to me was no different. I mean, they mm -hmm. absolutely abused Oregon like multiple times and it was mm -hmm. great to watch. Like, it was just yeah. so much fun to watch uh, <laughs> them just like be like, sorry, Oregon, it's happening again. <laughs> like, 
Oh, you guys! I thought they would learn their lesson. I was like, nope, it's a sequel. Like the the first game, like the second game, Oregon comes in like we learned from last time. They're like, (laughs) okay, they learned seven points extra. They still lost. Like it it was Terminator. Then 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 T two came right after that. The T one thousand came in and fucked shit up. You know, so. But but overall, with Devin Lloyd, I think he just has like a kind of a I don't want to say rare combination, but he's got like a really good combination that I think kind of sets him apart between his playmaking ability. Just you know, in terms of his athleticism, his size. I mean, we don't see a lot of these like kind of bigger, taller, almost like I don't want to say lean. But he's got a lot of length to him. He's got long arms. He's standing at uh, at the combine listed at 6'3", 237. Yeah. He's got a lot of length, and he does also kind of still have that that kind of heavy center of gravity where it's kind of hard for blockers to knock him off his, you know, off his anchor in a sense. Uh, he's really good at stopping the run. Uh, he can jump back into coverage. He doesn't... Mm-hmm. He didn't do it a whole lot uh, with Oregon because they were kind of, or excuse me, with the Utah where they're kind of just like, kind of man, just do your thing, kind of just mm-hmm. go, go play in the middle of the field, kind of be our kind of, I guess, kingpin or, or cornerstone in the middle of our defense. Um, uh, it, it wasn't super typical. A lot of his play, like it, it, going back and watching the tape, like a lot of it wasn't like, man, that's some great linebacker play. It's more just, man. Well, what did he just do? Because that was awesome. Like, you know, yeah. it was just a lot of things that you don't all like don't see very often uh, in, in terms of just how he makes plays. It's kind of unorthodox, but it works. I, I think he's another one where I don't want to say he has to be like really kind of chiseled in a shape because I think mm-hmm. he already can be a guy that like if you just put him on the field at the next level, he's got the size and athletic ability to you know, make plays. I agree though, coach Craig, like his, his lateral movement and his hips, like they're a little stiff. They're a little stiff at times. Um, I, I wouldn't say they're horrible by any, like, it's not like we're looking at a statue, you know, you know, yeah. it's not like we're just looking <laughs> yeah. at like, you know, he, he, he can, he can move, but, it, and it, I wouldn't say he's a bus. I would say right now he's probably an SUV. Like it, there's a little bit of a wide turn, but it's not like we're an 18 wheeler trying to turn right, you know? So, uh, he also has a little bit of an inconsistency in his game, but Mm -hmm. I I feel like with, you know, getting to the next level, I I do think that's something that inconsistency to me, like at the college level is something I, you kind of expect. I, I feel like that's something that should be expected out of these guys. I mean, they're young men still trying to, develop themselves or help themselves develop, you know, and, and really work towards getting to the next level. If they're le- like, if they're absolutely like pristine, perfect, every, every snap, sometimes even then I'm kind of just like, are you too polished? Like, or <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is that everything you can give? Like, mm-hmm. is that all you've got? Whereas with Lloyd, I think, yes, I understand he is a bit older for his draft class. I mean, we're yeah. going to see that this year and the next good couple years because of the, um, mm-hmm. uh, the between redshirt and the COVID year, it's going to mm-hmm. happen. We're going to see it. We might as well just get used to it. Like just mm-hmm. in, in every draft class, in every position, it's, it's going to happen. I mean, mm-hmm. there are these guys that are kind of come out of nowhere in their fifth or sixth year of college. And mm-hmm. we're like, man, where'd this guy come from? Turns out he's like 25 playing against college kids. Like, it's, it's going to yeah. happen. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, so, yeah. Uh, his teammate, uh, 
Britton Covey was actually 25, and he still has another year of eligibility left. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. He but, uh, but he, Someone's gonna be like, entering uh, Brandon Whedon, Chris Winky status. No, you know? no worse. It's gonna be like Brady White at Memphis. Who like, it is like, how old was he? Like last year. Yeah, I, I know Brady White was court, he was quarterback for for Memphis, but how old was he? Ever. I think he was twenty four and a half when he came out. Oh, uh, so yeah, a little bit younger. I didn't think it was yeah too old, but yeah, that's still old though. Even, you know, I was about to say my thing is though he played from he like played as in like he was obviously recruited and brought mm-hmm. in early yeah. from 2015 Did until 2020. 2020. Yeah. Six <laughs> years. Like that's like six year collegiate mm-hmm. college mm-hmm. <laughs> career. That's well, insane. But we're going to see it. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like yeah. that's not a huge concern um, mm-hmm. for me, but I could see where a lot of guys look at that and we're, are kind of turned off by it. But, mm-hmm. you know, and I think some it's just oh, sorry, reality for me at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think too. I don't think like it's not like he's twenty five, like mm-hmm. Bernard Raymond and Vilas Jones, and even, like I mentioned, his teammate Brent Govier. Vilas Jones is oh, he'll like, be twenty five in May. But. He is he is old, like legitimately, like for coming out of college, he is old. Like there are like wide receiver ones that are younger than him. <laughs> he's one month younger. He's one month younger than DJ Moore, who's been in the league. Oh my God, DJ That's Moore crazy. has been in the league yeah. for like five time years. Now. It's been five years. a while. <laughs> we're just we're gonna see we're gonna see a half bald fucking QB one of these days. We already do out of college Clifford. football. You know, <laughs> is he half bald, Sean Clifford? I have no idea. I just would just like <laughs> to make fun of him because he looks like he should be like an accountant playing golf. Like that. All right, let's move him up above Dan Mullen. Now. <laughs> no, I wouldn't go that far. I literally said kidding, last week that I'm glad Dan Mullen is unemployed. No. <laughs> Goddamn, George. Uh, no, Sean Clifford has a very full head yeah. of hair. N- number one on your list, though, Coach Craig. Yeah. So for me, it's Lil Chanel for Wisconsin. Uh, like I said, yeah. we kind of been over a lot of this already. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the best he's still thanks so of any linebacker in this class. He's got good, quick initial burst, ability to get off blocks. There was a one play, it was either versus Northwestern or Purdue. Two guys try to block him and they can't. Like he gets yeah. by one, he goes by the other, and so, so physical. Like, yeah, he's just so instinctual with that. Uh, I said he's decent in coverage in a couple of snaps that we did see. He mm-hmm. playing his own coverage, he drops back fine. He makes good plays on the ball with his instincts. I think he's a guy that. He's only 21, so he still has that room to grow in that area, too. Mm-hmm. He's a dude that really, really never gives up on a play. He led Wisconsin in sacks and yep. pressures the past two seasons each mm-hmm. from the linebacker position. Like, there's just so much upside there. Like, you don't see guys that were built how they used to like linebackers to look and test as well as they want linebackers to test now. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. not normal for, like, nowadays, but – it's just kind of rare, and if that coverage gets to the level of like even being decent, and I think at even like year one, you can sneak him in, like you can play him. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not going to kill you because you're probably going to have another linebacker can cover anyway. So like even then, mm-hmm. it could get into kind of your Micah Parsons situation where you just use him on blitzes and stuff too. The Micah Parsons situation yeah. was completely different because they needed people to rush the quarterback, but you fix him yeah. in that way too. <laughs> exactly. And I think maybe yeah. people are a little bit lower on him just because of how. Kind of Zach Bond's turned out, but Zach Bond was like this weird situation where he he should have been a three four in, if we're being honest. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a great pass rusher for Wisconsin. And he's only like two hundred twenty two pounds coming out too. 
Like, he's not big for a linebacker, but he's a converted quarterback. I mean, he's still also young. Like, I, I like to give three chances before I call someone a potential bust, you know? So he's only in, like, he just finished up his year two. So, I don't know. I'm still holding out hope, but, yeah, it ain't looking that great at the same time was, as far, you know? He was okay last year when he played, when he actually got some opportunities, when all some of the others were hurt. Or I think it was, like, Demario, Day, God, Demario Davis had COVID, and I think, God, what's that other guy? It's Quan Alexander. He was on IR at the time, mm-hmm. too, I think. Yeah, he was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, I don't know. It'll be interesting, though. Hopefully, he he resurrects his career in this. Uh, like this I said, I loved him out of Wisconsin. Like I said, I just think Leo Chanel, like he is kind of what the Patriots want a linebacker to a T. That bigger mm-hmm. guy, that's super athletic. You kind of think of like when Jamie Collins came out, where he had the crazy good broad jump and super athletic for a mm-hmm. bigger guy. Obviously, he's old now, and Hightower's old now, and Van Noy's about my age, so. Mm-hmm. But you think they like? I mean, you know, well, he is kind of a somewhat of a he can rush the passer for one thing, and he's obviously a great run stopper. And the coverage thing is decent, but it's it's still I think a work in progress. If he goes to the Patriots, I don't think they need to use him in that regard for coverage. Like especially, Mm -hmm. they can develop him. And Mm -hmm. what better place to develop him? I know, right? Yeah, with the way they've been churning out secondary guys lately, it's been unreal. You know, mm-hmm. uh, for my number one guy, though, I got to go Devin Lloyd. Um, you know, we've talked about it. the dude stuff the stat sheet for one thing. I'm not that that's everything, but just a sliver of it. Uh, 111 tackles, seven sacks, four ints. Holy shit, this dude stuffed the stat sheet. I mean, it was insane. 22 tackles for loss, which was second in the NCAA. Uh, surprisingly enough, it was second, but it's also still 10 behind Will Anderson Jr. But that's that's a whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother thing we can get into with how special that guy is. Um, cannot wait for to dissect his his uh, uh, draft stock next year. Um, very quick laterally, strong hands. Uh, that And what I mean by, let me clarify that very quick laterally. I didn't mean in the sense like, so he did not have a great 40. We all know that he had a 466 compared to other guys, you know, and, and again, that's not everything, but like, I will agree he's not quick from a like an athletic standpoint, but from a mental standpoint, in terms of knowing when to get in and out of your breaks, I think he's he doesn't get shook mentally easily. And and, and like, yeah, if you understand what I'm saying in that regard, like he's not someone who just buys into an illusion of what a running back is trying to hit him with a move on, you know? So that that's what I mean in that regard. You know, it's not that he's he's the fastest guy or anything like that. Uh, um, you know, like Leo Chanel is quicker than him, like, you know. Uh, uh, maybe like laterally from an athletic standpoint, but just in terms of navigating it from a mental standpoint, uh, 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 Devin Lloyd, I, I, I think he's this, the most superior guy in this class. He's also a former uh, wide receiver converted to linebacker, by the way. He actually came in as a wide receiver to Utah um, before converting to linebacker. Um, but the guy is just impeccable. He's got an impeccable ability to track down running backs uh, in their passive direction. I think he's a silent, a silent guy, despite the the like the 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 not superior athletics compared to other guys like a Dean, for instance. Um, but um, great length at six three for one thing, obviously big size. You know, I think that helps out a lot in terms of handling bigger competition, maybe more so in comparison to a Nicobe Dean. Uh, in terms of the cons, can have an occasional high pad level. I think he needs to work on that, uh, especially when he's rushing the passer. You got to be a little bit. Uh, at a lower level, if you ask me, but it's a learning, uh, you know, learning uh, um, process for him. I think right now, um, and and navigating double teams better too, like from an awareness standpoint, in terms of which which uh, uh, area to hit when he sees an opposing running back coming his way, um, and and just little things like an improving, like to, to to wrap up things of that nature. I would say um, I would love to see him go to Carolina. I don't know if it's going to happen. I know they're they're very like irritated. Like Matt Rule is probably dying to save his job right now with the way things have not gone exactly his way. 
uh, over the last couple of years by getting a quarterback, you know, because uh, I don't think Sam Darnold's going to hold it. Down. I, I wish I could say it, you know, as a USC fan, but I just, maybe he has a, maybe there's a light at the end of the tunnel later on in his career. Right now, I think I got to put that on pause and, and they're probably looking towards quarterback, uh, uh, um, you know, uh, immediately. But uh, I would like to see him there and be that next Luke Keekley type of guy uh, at the middle linebacker spot. Um, of course, I, I wouldn't say he's quite the same level as Luke coming out of college, but just in terms of that that position, Phil. Um, so that's who, are, who I have for my top three. Um, let's go to our player uh, to our question about players that were too high and too low on, you know, um, that uh, that we think people are a little too high and a little too low on. Let's start with you, George. Who are your two guys? Or if you just have one guy, no matter uh, mm. uh, no problem either way. Um, A guy that I might be a little bit – I mean, I keep in mind with all these, I could just be straight up wrong, like <laughs> – more than more than possible uh actually pretty pretty plausible um i'm i'm not super high on uh chad muma chad muma out of uh, wyoming excuse me Mm -hmm. i'm not super high on him Mm -hmm. like i feel like a lot of people look at him as one of these guys who tests really well um and because he doesn't come from the biggest school they always look at like that Mm -hmm. as like oh that's a you know Josh Allen type, but I'm like I don't necessarily know if that translates as well to a position other than like quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. It's not because he comes from a small school because there are plenty of guys that come out of small schools that absolutely just like light it up, like our guy uh, 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 Stetson from uh, from before. Stetson uh, Bennett. Uh, you know I. I don't know. I'm just not super sold on him. I just don't necessarily know where he fits in this linebacker class. You know what I mean? I, I just, I don't know. It's one of those weird kind of hunches where it's just like, I feel like just because the consensus is kind of so all over the place, it, I guess it kind of like reels me back in a little bit. Hmm. I see. I mean, I think the, the, the little, um, you know, yeah, like playing for a smaller school doesn't exactly like boost his stock. I think in comparison to other guys, so there's that that uh, of course uh, plays against him. I think to some degree. Uh, uh, Coach Craig, who do you got? That uh, player that people are too high on or too low on? If you got both, um, either or. Yes, I'm. I'm probably just gonna list off a couple different and go through a couple different ones here, just because. Like I kind of got like all my combine mixture up here too. So there's a couple different guys here. Brandon Smith. Is one something he's like really split yeah uh he's he's not a mic that's for sure mm. but he's got good athleticism but he's probably going to be a year or two to develop uh yeah, Brian he's, Oklahoma, he's, he's, Oklahoma I think is kind of getting a little high now mm-hmm. especially if you're like he's a guy that's undersized too at 225 mm-hmm. he's supposed to be the this quick guy, but I mean, even for being as quick as he is, he still ran like a four, five, six, and then he didn't do the short shuttle or the three cone at all. Uh, Muma, like you said, he's really going to be the hit or miss guy for me. Like, mm, yeah, if it was the right so place. He'll probably do all right. If he doesn't, he's probably just nothing. Like that really uh, kind of big boomer bust type prospect. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It probably helps that Logan Wilson kind of panned out from the same school now. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He is from Wyoming, isn't he? And then uh, right. yeah. the other one they had their cash, whatever the Patriots chef. He's got a funny last name, but he he didn't do anything. Uh, yeah. Oh, and Josh Allen. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> uh, I, 
What do you think about Chance, Chance Campbell, uh, George? Because I, um, I think he could be like an okay day three pick, maybe a fill-in guy, good on special yeah. teams, maybe develop, like be a low-end starter at some point in time. I don't think he's the worst guy in the world. Tested pretty decent athletically too. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for him that I noticed is um, one, his intelligence, like being able to hit the hole that like is actually where people are running um, and his uh, his pursuit. He's just like damn relentless. Like that that is that is the word that I think I would uh, kind of tag him with after what he did at Ole Miss last year is um, just relentless. Like he just never gives up mm-hmm. on a play. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to use the same words as a uh, our our buddy uh, David over here from earlier. Um, <laughs> but you know you know where I'm leading leading uh, leading you guys with that. Uh, yeah. I, I really like him. I, I don't necessarily know about his fit at the next level. But mm-hmm. he was definitely fun to watch in college. I think at the very least he's a good filling guy for like a day three guy. Mm-hmm. So somebody yeah. very he can oh, fill him sure. and not be like no. not be a detriment. He could like mm-hmm. I said, pretty much at some point in time he could end up being a low end starter. He's not a tra- he's yeah. not a traffic cone sitting at linebacker, let's just say that. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a plus, right? You know? Oh oh yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I know. I think Damone Clark out of LSU is a very interesting case now because he's yeah. a guy that's gonna go day two, but then he's got yep. the spine back thing now, so he probably goes towards mm-hmm. at least the fourth round, probably later at this point. We'll just have to see how that all pans out. Uh I wasn't that high on him before that, anyways. But oh, really? Like he's okay. Like a lot of these guys in here, I think there's not gonna be that many people that contribute like right away. A lot of these guys are gonna be year two, three, I feel like. Uh, the ones that do really? come. It's just so? gonna depend on where they end up a lot. Um, I mean, yeah, there's no like there's no slam dunk like we were talking about Luke Keekley earlier, you know. There's no slam dunk like that coming into this class. You know, when he was coming out of Boston College, he was like in my opinion, that maybe even at that point, like based on all I had learned from draft prospects up to that point, you know, like really getting to evaluate them, the most pristine line, but inside linebacking draft prospect I may have ever seen, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, it's, it's hard to really compare, you know, someone like that to, you know, but uh, that, that dude was just so smart, like at a different level than other yes. people. And then it translated over to football at the same time. Yeah, he's a very smart dude. Absolutely. Patrick Willis miss you, Luke. Miss you playing in the NFL for my Panthers. I mean, I'm a Bears fan, but like I also got some love for the Panthers. So, you know, <laughs> it still uh it still hurts that he's no longer playing for the Panthers, but totally understandable why, obviously. Um, for my guy, the or did you have any other guys? I, you I, want to I was just kind of going through real quick too. I think Darian Beavers is a name that's really been moving up for out of Cincinnati. Yeah. He's kind of that bigger guy. Tested pretty decent athletically besides the 40s, so I think he's an interesting project, but I think he's kind of getting pushed up a little high at this point because it's like he's going in day two, like in a lot of mocks now from like bigger name people. Um, let's see where that's one name I do like probably. He's just going to be a depth day three guy, but he might develop into something more is Jake Hansen out of Illinois. Mm. Yeah. That's pretty instinctual as well. He literally had no testing because he's coming off a knee injury. Uh, Jojo Doman is really interesting out of Nebraska. He yeah. might be the best coverage linebacker in the entire draft, but he might, but he's still kind of small too. I mean, yeah. and as good as he, I mean, I was about to say with that thinking, um, think he might end up turning into one of the, be, be kind of one of those like combo guys where they might just like push him back to play like free safety or something. Yeah, he's going to, he's going to, does he test, he's an interesting does he test athletically? 
so you ran a 4.6, 36 and a half inch vertical, 10.1 broad jump, 4.32 short shell is decent, 6.88 for the three cones, really good. I could see him playing. Yeah, that they push him back to safety. I mean, if he's if he's really good in coverage, you know, someone you could or throw in there. Even like a, the zone. yeah, back, back. It, it seemed like that was the plan with with JoJo was that they were they're planning on making him a secondary guy. You know, mm -hmm. or even or just a guy that comes in and goes against tight ends, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be interesting. Uh, Josh Ross was somebody that I tested terribly athletically, and then like mm -hmm. when I went back and looked at him, like yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh malcolm rodriguez is really interesting out of oklahoma state he's like him former converted safety so his coverage instincts is pretty decent yeah you could mm -hmm. say he's a little undersized but he's took him in at 236 tested out pretty good athletic yeah. i didn't um, get why people didn't people were calling him like oh he's at best a day three pick i don't even know if he's gonna get drafted i'm like come on now this guy was an absolute monster for mm -hmm. that defense that was you know vying for the big 12 championship he was the leader of that guy of that team, you know, and he was the, the best playmaker by far, you know. And I don't know, I was surprised that, that people weren't getting him enough love because I think he's got decent enough size. He's a great run stopper too. Mm -hmm. I was just, I was shocked about it, you know. I think he's still kind of developing at this point too, so it's it might be a little yeah. while, but I think he still probably ends up going in the fourth round. He's a project, I think, but it's just I don't know. Some people are like, I don't even know if he's an NFL guy. I just hear people saying that. I'm like, come on now, you know. So. Yeah, let's see. The last couple I had here. Michael McFadden out of Indiana is kind of interesting because I watched a couple of their games just like early in the year. And he had some pretty like plays where he just kind of went in and blew crap up. He's really good at just like blowing crap up. But like <laughs> defense kind of sucked too. So yeah. it's, it's hard to evaluate him this year. Like he could be an interesting day three guy, maybe turns into something down the road. Didn't test out great, but didn't test out terrible either. He's kind of in the middle of the pack there. And then another one that's really interesting, Sterling Weatherford out of Miami, Ohio. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of a safety, kind of a linebacker. He's another Jojo Doman, but he's 6'4", 224, yeah. and a 4'6". He had pretty good senior goal. Uh, a big, that's a big dude. Yeah. yeah he's in a sub uh, seven, three cone. So there is some upside. a little bit of like Leonard Floyd a little. Oh, well, I guess he was listed at 240, but just the, the frame, you know, that skinny, tall frame, you know. He's like essentially the same size as Kyle Hamilton, six four, like two twenty four, <laughs> like any. That, that like too, yeah. Linebacker. Yeah. It, essentially, they ran the same forty time too, pretty much. So, yeah, he ran what four five nine, right? Yeah, and, he, and uh, Weatherford was four six. Yeah. He did not get invited to the combine though, although he had a good Senior Bowl. Hmm. Might just be me, but I think Quay Walker is a little bit overrated at this point in time because everybody's talking about him like a top forty pick, like locked. For a guy that pretty much to me is just kind of a run stuffer, like. He's a safe guy you can plug in like right away, and you know what you're gonna get from him probably. Yeah, but I don't know what the upside is. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I don't know. He could be interesting. I mean, like if top forty, I'm fine with it. I don't think he's a uh, like a top twenty guy. I think I've even heard something you know in that regard. I was like, well, pump the brakes. Maybe there. Um, he could be like that guy that ends up being like that Reggie Ragland type. Mm, yeah, like maybe like a depth piece, you know, in that regard, you know, like just a run stuffer, um, and you just don't want them out there in past situations or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, um, for me though, though the one guy that I think people are too high on, um, I think honestly, like for me, you kind of named him earlier, uh, Brandon Smith, man from from Penn State. I I was not too big on him. I think he's a little too slender for his frame. He's not a very physical linebacker. 
Um, you know, like I, I feel like he, you know, there was some, you know, Jaquan Brisker for one, for one thing, and Arnold Ebicady too. Like he benefited from a pretty good defense. That kind of, I think, made him look a little better than he actually was. He put up some decent stats. Don't get me wrong. He had eight one tackles, two sacks, five pass deflections, a forced fumble. Um, he's got quick hands. I'll give him that. Quick track down speed and lateral speed, but like he's more of a like I feel like a a, a, a like a an attractive combine guy, you know, um, as opposed to a guy that that as as you know, manifested that that athleticism into workout legitimate, warrior. yeah, workout warrior. You know, like uh, um, what was his name? Mike, uh, Mike, what's Mike? Ma- I forget what his name was, but there's this one legendary like combine performance where the dude was like like totally forgotten, but because he killed in the combine, he just shot every uh, shot up everyone's <laughs> draft board. Yeah. I, it was like Mike something. I forget. I think he was at like Boston College or something like that. Twenty years there ago. Was, God, who was the one? There was one running back way back in the day, right? <sighs> It wasn't well when I say way back in the day, it's probably like 15 years ago. God, who took him? I think the Cardinals took him, right? He had like a crazy combine, but he never had more than 700 yards rushing in college. Like, a, and then like, oh, really? <laughs> so it'd be like, it's kind of like uh, how Pierce out of Florida is this year. Like, he had kind of numbers like that. Yeah. But he just had like this crazy combine, like, had a good 40 time, had a good short shuttle, three cone, like, bench and stuff. And he just like, all of a sudden just blew up the boards and then like get drafted yeah. the ground and just literally did nothing in the NFL, though. Uh, the, I think the, he's not even these scouts have some how like, are you gonna bury him like that <laughs> i'm just trying to be honest we're just no, trying no, to be no, honest no. i mean here, about pierce know? no I, I ain't saying that about pierce but i'm saying oh, like he had oh. similar stats to kind of like he oh yeah he, he got it played throughout a college career but never put up like big big numbers oh sure no i mean this I, is, interesting. Pierce agree is with a that. really interesting situation just because like he never had the big numbers but he had the yeah like production per touch oh yeah his like, if you were to just, like, take what he did, like, in the micro, and then kind of, like, ex- like try and extrapolate mm-hmm. that, you're like, oh, wow, yeah. he could have been really good. But he mm-hmm. also played for Dan Mullen. <laughs> we, how many times enemy. in a row have we plugged in Dan Mullen into our show? He just keeps creeping up somehow. I love it. You know? He's the next Matt Nagy. <laughs> Dan Mullen. It's like a curse word now on the show. <laughs> no, no. I mean, oh, I'm not shit. even a Florida fan. I mean, <laughs> at this point, you know, actually, you know, Florida fans should be happy. They have a good head coach now. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from there. Um, no, uh, no, but Brandon Smith, though, I, I'm not big on his physicality compared to other guys. I think he could be a bit of a project. And even though I like the tracking down speed, not big into his awareness and tracking down certain running backs. Now, as for the guy, I think he's a little underrated. And I, the injury concern does matter in terms of the spinal fusion and all that stuff with Damone Clark. But he's the guy, I think, that people are like, I see him 10th on some people's linebacker rankings lists. Um, for for prospects, and I think he should be a little bit higher. Honestly, I really like him coming out of LSU. 136 tackles, five and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, uh, three pass deflections. I mean, the guy was really well rounded. I thought um, he, he's not an explosive athlete, though. Let's get that thing straight. He's not an explosive athlete. Like you, you'd like to see more. You get more of an energy burst watching Kobe Dean play and, and Devin Lloyd, even uh, Leo Chanel for one thing, uh, than you do watching a Demone Clark. But I think he. You know, he he still holds his ground well enough to where he should be considered, you know, um, as like a day two kind of guy. Um, not exceptional in coverage, but he does mitigate big plays from happening from what I had seen, um, you know, uh, where he's not like he's more of an off ball type of cover guy, you know, cover linebacker. If you're going to put him in that situation, you know, he's not a like lineup man to man where he could just, you know, shut you down. 
in that regard. You know, he's he's his own guy at, at the at the um, at the at the absolute most. Uh, I think he's solid enough tracking down ball carriers, honestly, without cuffing up too much yardage. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you know, in terms of cons though, could be a little sloppy as a tackler, and and yeah, I, like I said, the physicality. Um, so those are the two guys that I have on my list. Um, let's get over the DBs though. Now, um, we've got uh, yeah, a lot of interesting stuff with this. Uh, um, uh, um, with, with this class, because I think, you know, we talked about like the linebackers and maybe they, you know, at least in me and George's eyes, a little more top heavy. If we're talking about the interior guys, DBs though, I think it's a little bit deeper, you know, uh, uh, a little bit more to work with, um, at least in my eyes, you know? Uh, so let's just start off. Who, who are, who's your number three guy for your, uh, um, DB class, George? Oh, it's so tough. Cause like, there are a lot of guys who are like really, really talented. Uh, and just, so good and then there are even some guys who are just so exceptionally talented and have a huge just potential Mm -hmm. but they just don't have a lot of tape to learn from or to watch from Mm -hmm. uh and that's how i'm going with my number three uh i'm going with Derek stingley third Mm. last year i was like man if only he came out you know then like all the like you know the jets could get someone huge early and you know that type of thing if oh they could get you know an actually like really good corner, well, another season gone. Um, <laughs> just all, all all over the place. Uh, but man, Stingley, gosh, he's got he's just got so much going for mm-hmm. him. Yeah. If it wasn't for the injuries, I mean, super long, super rangy, athletic, can keep yeah. up with just about anybody can play man can play zone can run support can do literally can yeah. do it all mm-hmm. but there are injury concerns like yeah. major injury concerns a guy like that yeah. mm-hmm. with who plays with his level of explosiveness with a hurt ankle and mm-hmm. has missed two seasons because of different things that's not exactly something you mm-hmm. want now i'm sure some people look at that and say well he doesn't have that much tread or, or he's got more tread on the tires but it's it's not like yeah. he didn't play for whatever reason. He mm-hmm. played because he was hurt. He, or, yeah. Excuse me. He didn't play because he was hurt, and he didn't yeah. play on a like a sizable injury. That said, I mean, I'm looking at his pros and cons that other like that scouts and, like other people have for him, and I just see a big list of strengths and just a couple weaknesses. And I'm like, it it's so hard not to like him. You know what I mean? Like, like as a player on the field, he even has really good size. I mean, six foot, just about 200. I mean, and as quick as he is, he didn't run or do any drills at the combine, if I remember correctly. Mm. But yeah, I, I think with Stingley, I, I don't necessarily think he's a top. I, he's definitely not top 10 for me this mm-hmm. year. Um, like, it's just as a pick, I think he definitely falls firmly in like the 15 to 20. Because he is super boomer bust. Because if the injuries continue to nag him throughout his career, mm-hmm. you know, it happens to so many guys. Uh, injuries just end up kind of derailing their career. But at the same time, dude could legitimately be a lockdown number one corner. Yeah, yeah. we just really <laughs> kind of up in the air right now. It's uh, all about the health. Exactly. He's got so many of the physical traits, so many of the mental traits. If he has a bad ankle, none of that matters. Yeah, which who have you sucks, got? but it's the truth. Who have you got, Coach Greg? So I'm probably just gonna let you guys kind of talk because I got four guys, mm-hmm. and then when you kind of hit on some of them, mm-hmm. I'll talk, and then mm-hmm. 
because I don't really have an order for these four guys. I think there's two corners, two safeties. Oh, really? Then there's mm -hmm. kind of they're also all really it, I know it is. They're also all good. Like yeah. Uh, and then in my mind, there's kind of a drop off between for both positions. But I think when you're talking about Derek Stingley, definitely the potential is there. Player profile was close to his comp for him was AJ Terrell. We oh, obviously nice. turned into a very good corner. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Testing measurables. NFL.com had their comp for him at Stefan Gilmore. Not a bad guy to be compared to. Was yeah. Probably shabby. Not, but uh, his RAS score, I believe, was pretty similar to Stefan Gilmore's, too. Yeah. Just under 20. Gilmore was a freak throw. coming out of, game, out of the Gamecocks. And then uh, Stingley's just under 21 years old, too. So mm -hmm. be 21 like his whole rookie year. My kind of big question is, like, would he just been better off not just playing this year? <laughs> yeah, you know, I do wonder because he had that Liz Frank injury, right? So, I mean, that's a bitch to deal with. That is that yeah. is not a, a good one to deal with. I mean, it's like a, it's like a, it's 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 something to do with like a bone and a tendon in your foot. Like it's it's a whole fucking mess down there. It's not it's not fun to play on. Well, um, and then what ends up happening too is they put a screw in there and then it stays in there for so long too. Then they have to take it out and then it's usually like you don't like that first like eight to nine months you're mm -hmm. not like steer yourself oddly enough marquise hollywood brown he played with that screw in his foot like his whole rookie year too which is just, like crazy when you think about it oh really i didn't realize that what a guy i didn't know he, he had he had a he had a liz frank injury yeah coming out of college he had some i think it was a liz frank he was or some pretty something and he played with the screw in his foot like that whole i didn't know he had liz frank awesome. i knew he had like he had dealt with some injury uh concerns yeah. but not not liz frank uh, though. i didn't know that but i think with stingley too the hot like if you can get that high level of play like back from his freshman year oh like yeah. sky's the limit <laughs> yeah like and he i don't think he gets past the vikings at 12. i really don't I just because that's one of their big needs at this point in time probably you could argue their biggest need I don't – maybe this will get better with their new defensive coordinator coming in too. Because I really yeah. – wow, I'm trying to think of what that guy's name is off the top of my head. Who's the Mississippi oh. State corner they took two years ago? Um, Who was it? Cam oh, Dantzler. I'm throwing a blank. Cam Dantzler. I actually oh, yeah, really yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually really I like him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I like him too. He's been nice. He's but really like cool. last year they were just like, okay, we're going to bring in Breland and Patterson and, and uh, Patrick, Patrick Peterson. And just not give the young kid his reps when he was decent the second half of his rookie year. First couple games were not so good, but he's still learning. And oddly enough, he was like the only guy that limited Jamar Chase during that LSU season. But that's a whole other story for a different day. So I think if you had him, that kind of there, even though they brought Peterson back for whatever reason, I don't get that still. But if they had him and Stingley, I think they could build something there. But then you missed one of the weaknesses for Derek Stingley. What's that? Devonta Smith. Devonta. Oh God, that's right. Yeah. He was everyone's weakness during his Heisman campaign, you know. Yeah, but that's like the only guy Stingley couldn't stop. And even yeah. uh, before, even before the Heisman campaign, the year before that, they put Stingley on him. They didn't put him on Judy. They didn't put him on Henry Ruggs. They didn't put him on Jalen Waddle. Stingley was on really well. Smith the whole game. Yeah, that's that's wild, man. Jeez. Yeah. Um, I, no, I I like wanted that. to give out. Oh, sorry. What was it? So I, I just really like the upside that's there. Whether or not he hits, it's kind of up in the air, you know. Yeah, it's. I think Minnesota is probably you know the floor. I mean? uh, you could make a case with the new GM for Minnesota. Maybe they don't take that risk, mm -hmm. just because it's a brand new GM too. 
you know, when people are talking about them trading for Deshaun Watson, I'm like, a new GM's not going to come in and have that be his first big move. That is yeah, too real. Like, you have to be somebody. To absolutely blazing hot if that's what he did. <laughs> first move. Well, like, and the funny part about that is his old boss actually was the one that traded for him. And Andrew really? Barry. Because yeah. he was the oh, yeah. GM. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of he course. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my number three guy though, Jalen Petre. I gotta go. Jalen Petrie, excuse me. I forgot it's it's Petrie, not like Petri dish, but not uh as opposed to Petre. Uh I love this guy. I think people aren't high enough on him. Um certainly does not play like a petri dish, by the That's, way. You know, I was about to say that that was my go-to with him is like I feel like people are too low on Petri. Like yeah, is, oh my he's god, he's so I, phenomenal, man. I he he's unreal. I love that this, dude. Yeah. Six foot, 197. It's you know, it's not a spectacular size, but goddamn, he plays above it, man. This guy plays above it. Led all DBs with 47 stops, according to Pro Football Focus. 75 tackles, 18 and a half TFLs for DB. 18 and a half for a T for a DB. That's insane. That's that's just unreal. That's unheard of. Uh, three and a half the, sacks. Ran a ran a four four forty two. What was that, Coach Craig? Uh, it was 18 and a half this year, right? Yeah, I think that was the same as Leo Chanel. Yeah, isn't that wild? Oh He's God. a fucking linebacker versus a DB. <laughs> that is insane. But he also is, played kind of up in that slot or like the slot in the star position a lot too. Yeah, so. I mean he, he yeah, he did kind of play in a, a bit of a star position too, but like he had his fair share of reps dropping back in coverage though in comparison to other linebackers. I mean it could so, also you know. look I mean you could also look at the scheme they played in. Mm -hmm. I mean uh Dave Aranda just, you know. Yeah. He's a magician. It man. doesn't he's, matter he's what position you play, if, if you can hit somebody, he's going to find a way to get you to that ball carrier. Exactly, man. Um, incredible ability to stop, uh, to stay on the path, track down ball carriers. Uh, you know, terrific vertical leap, too. I mean, the guy really gets, gets up there in the air. He didn't allow a single touchdown in his career, by the way, which is going to be also uh, the, a fact for another guy who's going to be on my list later on today, uh, later on the show. Uh, incredible ability to sack the quarterback for his uh, – um, uh, for for his you know for his size and for you know his position um cons though i would say you know could improve his tackling um and that was like there wasn't really too much to note i mean maybe i bigger size ideally um you know uh you know he's not like a like he's not a mammoth back there you know playing safety or anything he's not like a, a another guy that's on my list who's a little bit more ideal of a size more of a, a dream um athlete uh from a physical standpoint um but but i, I, I know who your other two guys are like yeah, you already know because they're the guys I have. Like we all, we all yeah. know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would like to see him land to maybe a Seattle. Um, I think that'd be an interesting fit. You know, the physicality he'd bring uh, to maybe work in tandem with with the Jamal um, Jamal Adams. I mean, Jamal is it, like I, Jamal is is obviously the he's he's the strong safety. You know now, but like I think I don't know. I would like you guys wouldn't agree with that, really. No, so, you don't think so. Where do They're you think the wrong person what they think about Jamal Adams? Where do you think Petrie plays in the NFL? Let's just put it that way. Do you think he plays slot or do you think he tries to play back at free safety? What I mean, he you know like but that's the thing. depends where he gets drafted to, but of course he played like he played a ton in the slot, you know, when he was in college. But I mean, like, I mean, like do you think he's gonna be like or do you think he's gonna be like a, a corner? Like are they gonna move him to corner maybe potentially, or are they gonna keep him at safety, you know? So I think he's probably going to end up playing slot in the NFL level. Uh, there's a very similar player to him who I like better, if I'm being honest. It's Daxton Hill out of Michigan because I think oh, he does everything good. Petrie does better, if I'm being completely honest. so he Daxton, You think Daxton Hill's a little more ideal, really, out of Michigan? Yeah, I think he's better. Both really good. Yeah, but I think 
Daxton Hill is definitely their safety, like playing deep. Mm-hmm. But he ended up playing up this year, and I think – I just think Petrie's more of a slot guy. I think Daxton Hill is the guy that offers the higher upside at this point. And I think Daxton mm-hmm. Hill – he's another guy I wouldn't be surprised if he went 21 to New England, which actually mm-hmm. a couple different people are mocking now. I think Dane Bugler's seven-round mock that I looked at last night, I think, had him there at 21. So I think there's some steam there. He's a guy that's kind of versatile, can play a couple different positions. He's yeah. a guy maybe similar to like a Logan Ryan – where he can play some slack and play some safety. Obviously, McCourty's getting McCourty's still even on the Patriots. Yeah, Dan McCourty's still there. Yeah, he is. Okay, like one more year. Like he could be the he's eventual. Still like, decent. Like he could replace oh, him. Yeah. And deep safety. Kind of. And the Seahawks, like mentioned, like you know, because they have Quandre Diggs there too, who's an outstanding physical safety too. I mean, with Adams is kind of regressed. Like, let's just be real. Like the last. Little bit. I wonder, like, is he going to last there long? What's the deal? Like, like, like from a depth standpoint, like, if they wanted to address in that regard, I mean, they, they have there's a. I'm just saying, in terms of like where he could thrive, like, I'd like to see him go to that type of environment where he could thrive. But in terms of like what the Seahawks should do, like, no, that's probably not what they should do because of obviously already having Diggs and an Adams to kind of like at least get the defense start, and they've got numerous other issues to to tend to, notably on the offense line for one thing. Yeah. Um, but just in terms of an environment like that'd be kind of interesting. Or, you know, I I'm plugging in Atlanta again on this one, but I feel like I have to, you know. So the worst part like about literally any talented player. Yeah. Any level of like any teeny tiny bit of talent, they need it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, with Atlanta, like the aggregate part is just like you just drafted Richie Grant, who's similar player. Yeah, I well, I, mean, I, I mean Jalen Petrie is he's a special talent. I'm really high on Jalen Petrie. I really think he's he's the real deal um for what he can help out from you know for an organ uh, for any organization out there, you know. And he's he's versatile enough too. Like I don't think he's just a one dimensional kind of guy. Yeah. You know, I think for me the biggest thing is just where is he going to play? And I think it probably depends on who drafts him. And I think he's kind of one of those guys that could play both positions. But I think it might be more of a detriment to him as to where Daxton Hill can play both positions and shown that he can do both at a pretty high level between different seasons. So I think that's why I'm hiring him. Daxton Hill's a great athlete. Like I don't think you go wrong with a Daxton Hill either. Like he's an alternative that's that that will very much suffice. I just mean like like I think Petrie's got enough versatility to where he could potentially hold it down. Like he's like I say, he's physical, man. I mean, he's getting getting after you know guys in the back for that's not supposed to happen. Like as often as it does for Petrie, so like I don't, I don't know. I mean, it really depends. Like, it, it, it all depends on like where he goes and like you know how much support he has for one thing. Because obviously Baylor was terrific system for him to to mold into. Maybe um, so both those guys would be kind of interesting, like Tyron Matthew replacements too. In yeah. Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Since he's obviously no longer a chief, and maybe that's um, the best place for Petrie to go. So um, I don't think it'd be in the first round though. I've seen him go yeah. mocked a lot towards the beginning of the second round. I think he goes mid to end the second, though. But he would be my number three safety. It's not like I hate him. I just think Daxton Hill yeah. is better. Yeah, no, Daxton Hill's nice. He's faster for one thing, too. And um, I mean, I, I I hear the same thing too of what maybe is likely going to happen. But then there 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 was a rumor that maybe he could start creeping up. I don't know if it's going to happen. I think probably in all likelihood, latter first round, sometime in the second round is what he ideally goes to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but who do you got for your number two, though, uh, George? Uh, this one's hard. Uh, this one's really hard. Uh, my choosing because I just went DB in general. I didn't split mm-hmm. corners yeah. and safeties. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
choosing between one and uh, two. Um, this is hard, guys. <laughs> this is really difficult. Um, just screw it. I'm doing it. Number two, I'm going Kyle Hamilton. Really? From Notre Dame. Yes, sir. Number I think two. that means you guys know okay. exactly who my number one is. Oh, yeah. And I think yeah. you also You know better damn well believe it. <laughs> I think you also know exactly part of the reason why he's my number one. Um, I, there's a certain team that's uh, in the top five. Top four will be more specific. That uh, is looking to, to acquire his services, suffice it to say. You know? uh, I mean, oh, I didn't even mean that. That's not even what I Oh, meant. really? Oh, uh, I, I thought that's what you were getting. Okay. I mean, of course, I would absolutely love that. But, mm-hmm. no, that's not what I meant. Uh, also, just sticking to Kyle Hamilton. What? Mm-hmm. Who? This yeah. this human being mm-hmm. who plays safety, yep. runs like a safety, can cover like a safety. I mean, his shuttle and three-cone are very good. Uh Oh, he's also six foot four, two hundred and twenty pounds. Is an insane athlete, mm-hmm. and can cover just about any route you want to give him. I mean, Kyle Hamilton's insane. Yeah, like simply put, he, he is—he's an incredible athlete. He can does—he can make all the reads. He can cover any route you want him to. He can, you know, play towards the line of scrimmage if you really, really need mm-hmm. him to. That's not his position. Like I—I I think he is a true just over the top safety. And honestly, you could kind of plug him anywhere and he'll get the job done to a really, really high level. Um, he's fluid. His movements all look effortless. Uh, it's just so impressive. And, man, he's just so good. Yeah. Um, he Honestly, what's even crazier is, like, at that weight and at that height, he, he even looks kind of lean at times. And I'm like, if he puts on more weight, we might. Yeah. We might be talking about just like this, like hulking monster who's just quick <laughs> enough to play safety, but like can can just absolutely crush anybody yeah. in his path. I mean, truly, I yeah. this is another one. Mm-hmm. I hate I hate it when they say high motor. I hate it when they say like <laughs> sneaky good athlete. I, I I hate all those cliches. Mm-hmm. And this is another one, but it it really is true for Hamilton. Yeah. To me, at the position, which I understand isn't like super highly valued, but mm-hmm. I mean, with a guy like this, he's so versatile. You like, you realistically could play him anywhere. And to me, he truly is a unicorn, like in this year's draft. Yeah, most definitely. I hate that I said that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> he's a winner. You know, use all the cliches. Just plug them oh, all fucking not, in. Uh, you know? He played at Notre Dame. I won't give him that. <laughs> yeah. I- <laughs> I totally set you up for that one, honestly. Uh, oh, shit. Who you got, Coach Craig? So, just going off of Hamilton here real quick, too. I think – I just put, like, one kind of question out there. Like, I don't want to say this is going to happen, but, like, would a team be interested in moving him to linebacker? And that's a good, that's would he be line better line. off playing linebacker rather than, like, a safety? And, like, kind of when you end a conversation, we kind of say, like, oh, yeah, he's a unicorn and all that stuff. Kind of sounds a lot similar to Isaiah Simmons a couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. They were comparing him to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I would go that far. Like with Simmons, mm-hmm. I think because like in like at the collegiate level, Simmons, what did he play? Like five different positions in one game. Yeah. Like it was mm-hmm. stupid. Whereas with Hamilton, like we saw a lot more, I guess you could say specialization where it was pretty much like mm-hmm. 
he is our safety. This guy, you know what I mean? Like, this guy is a safety by trade. Whereas with Simmons, he was kind of just like, with Clemson, they were just like, football. Like, you go play yeah. football. <laughs> and he's like, where? And they're just like, do it. And we're like, Brett, exactly. Brett Venables is just like looking at him. They're like, he's like, where do you want me to play? He goes, <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Whereas with, with Hamilton, like, he really is... Like I, I feel like he's a jack of all trades, and like he has the ability to play just about anywhere. But he is actively like framed as a mm-hmm. safety. That said, yeah. if they moved him to linebacker, he would be incredible. He'd be awesome. Like <laughs> there's mm-hmm. no doubt, mm-hmm. he would be ridiculous there too. I think it really depends on where he goes. Like if a team would want to do that at that point. That's fair. It's yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. I mean, he's a little bit leaner though than uh, uh, Isaiah Simmons coming out. I think he's about twenty pounds leaner, so that you may, may need to get some weight up if he wants to do that because like, he's under two twenty. He's listed, which is really small. And mm-hmm. you know, even like a Roquan Smith and all these guys who came out lean coming, you know, uh, uh, coming out of college, um, they they end up gaining a little bit of weight as it, you know as, as time went on. So if, is that is that in his interest? Is that in his coach's interest? Like, what's the deal? That's, that's the big question, but and I think I, he could hold it down. Like if you wanted to, like he could do it. He's a freak athlete. You know? And I guess you could argue, uh, financially, you'd be better off being a really good linebacker and get paid for that. instead yeah. of safety nowadays. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, for my number two though, I got a mod gardener. I, I had to go him 131 yards allowed in 14 games this past year. That's less than 10 fucking yards a game. Like that's how much they could muster going up against him. That's wild, that's absolutely stupid. wild. The MVP that's of that inc- dumb, yeah. The MVP of that incredible Cincinnati secondary didn't allow a single touchdown in his career either. In addition to a Jalen Petrie, um, the guy is you know he's very he, he, he's fast as hell. He's he's lean, but like he plays above his size. He plays above his frame, I should say. You know because he is tall. He's six two. Um, I know people were copying him to a Richard Sherman. I could see that to some degree. Um, I think he's a little, like, I would say Sherman was a little more physical, maybe a little, he seemed a little bulkier. Like if we're comparing NFL Richard Sherman, I should say, um, but there's a similar size. I would say that's a pretty good comp, uh, uh in comparison, um, needs to, as far as cons though, uh, I would say he needs to improve his tackling. It can be a little bit of a sloppy tackler. Not that he's not physical, but just the tackling, you know, I, I think it could, uh, could ideally help him out. Um, yeah, and and <laughs> plugging in them again, Atlanta, Seattle would be ideal for him to land in. Um, because Seattle, they let go of DJ Reed. You know, obviously the Legion of Boom is gone. <laughs> they need all the help they can get. Um, if you were to team up with an AJ Terrell, would be phenomenal, I think. Um, you know, and he would uh um yeah, I think he would thrive very much in that system. Um, also Minnesota, I think he would be really, really good too, in that in, in that uh, ideally as well. Um, especially since they're kind of trying to figure out how to um, you know find ways to, to couple cam dancer with some legitimate talent over there I um and, and Harrison Smith, not, not because like he wouldn't be great there because i think mm-hmm. he's like the type of player where he realistically can play like no matter what system you throw him in i think he'll be an impactful player yeah ain't no way is that man going to be on the board at 12 in the- probably not yeah i like, don't see that happening I, at all i'm just saying if he if he does stumble for whatever reason vikings go get him you know the Jets actively need any help they can get on defense, and they have two top ten picks. Yeah, mm-hmm. he will not be available at twelve. <laughs> Jets would be a good one too, I think too. Uh, yeah, honestly. So, um, I think actually the other New York team might be a better fit for him. The Giants with uh, Wink Martindale coming over. Kind I was of, thinking about help, that if Bradbury leaves, you know. Too. And I don't. 
They could still trade Bradbury. Doria Jackson is a lot long for there. They're really trying to play this press man, Aaron Robinson, who I liked a lot last year out of UCF. Out of UCF, he is really good at press man too. So, and he can kind of play inside outside, but he's probably gonna play inside most of the time. But, and then they still got Darnay Holmes, and it would just make a lot of sense if he's there at five for them to take him. I really think. I see. I don't hate Unless, that either. Like, like, I like, like, just straight up like that. That would be a good pick for them. I mean, it, it makes sense. They need. Mm-hmm. They need that type of player where, like, I genuinely think give him, like, one extra year. Like, I'll just say it now. Sauce Gardner is my one. Like, I I do think yeah. he's the best defensive back this this year's mm-hmm. class. Uh, part of it um, is the fact that his nickname is Sauce. Simple as that. Love Sauce. So- I mean, yeah. it's just a great Love- name. I mean, he was yeah. on my, my name, my all-name team uh, in college football last year, if I remember correctly. If, if not mine, definitely one of ours. Um but Sauce Gardner, and I truly think give him a little bit of time. I think he could certainly develop into one of those guys where you just like give him a half of the field, and you're just like, no one throw like everyone's like, okay, well we can't throw it there. I mean that that type of player. I don't necessarily think he'll ever reach like the height of. I mean, of course, the one everybody thinks of with a player like that is Darrell Revis. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily know if that's his ceiling. Because like Revis Island was stupid, just yeah, it was a level of dominance yeah. <laughs> I like most people have ever seen. Um, Dude had his own fucking zip code, you know. Literally yeah. in every stadium, it's just like yeah. <laughs> we can't do it. We can't no. throw it there. But even in year one, I think Gardner um, can can really make an impact. Uh, he's mm-hmm. quick. He's really fluid in his movements. He's agile. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got people in the comments line salsa yeah. against Tyreek and see what happens. Thanks. I mean, Tyreek is what, like 5'7? Like, he can just blanket him. Sauce Gardner's six foot three. Like, he's so much length. And he's, it's not like he's slow. He runs a 4'4, four, four, like, flat. Well, he's like 5'10, but it's still like, yeah, it's difference That's in a, height. Yeah. Still, that is a like yeah. five inch height difference. Like, yeah, a couple inches. Yeah. It, it's, it's definitely, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a height difference, but like, I, you know, it, there's always a balance of like how you got to figure out because can you make up with can, can you make up for it with speed and Ahmad Gardner obviously well, has the so, speed. I was going to say know? Sauce has like a, a, a yeah. really interesting mix of mm-hmm. both. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it's mm-hmm. not like we're talking sure. about a guy like a corner who's really tall but like is kind of lumbering. We're talking mm-hmm. about a corner who's really tall and runs a four four. Like yeah. that's better than a chunk of a good chunk of the receivers. Yeah, he's in a blazer, this year's no class. Doubt. It's it's kind of stupid if you think yeah. about it. Um, I, I just really like him. And like you said, mm-hmm. allowed zero touchdowns his entire career. Mm-hmm. And that's coming up against one of the better receivers mm-hmm. in this year's class in Jamison Williams. Like, that's, Yeah. Yeah. He played against Alabama folks. Like, and that was a pretty damn good receiver. Locked them you know? down. Like mm-hmm. it, it's not like they like, it's like, Oh, Cincinnati, we're just going to throw all over them. Just mm-hmm. that, that didn't happen. Well, and like even no, he, played, he played against guy, a decent amount of NFL draft prospects this year for, Given the conference that he plays in, oh, you talked course. about. Obviously, they played Alabama. They played against SMU, who's got two NFL draft wide receivers. They played against Notre Dame. Kevin Austin's going to get drafted probably higher than he should. Yeah, yeah I did. One good year, but he should have went back to school anyways. That's a whole other story for a different day. But they played Indiana at the beginning of the year. Fry Fogel is going to be a late day three pick anyways. Who was productive in college, but not the mm. greatest 
guy in the world, but there's a couple other guys, you know, a couple other schools mixed in there too that had different prospects. I think they even last year, if you go back to last year when they played Houston, Marquis Stevenson, Speedy Stevenson was obviously there. So he's played against guys that are either got to the NFL or NFL draft prospects this year. They might not be as high end of the guys outside of the like Jameson Williams, but even last year, you know, playing Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of have something, but not. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Pickens didn't play that game, did he? Right? Uh, the bowl game last no. year? No, no, I don't no. think so. No. But I mean, there's uh, guy was, I can't think of the other guy's name that transferred to Alabama right now. Eli Ricks? No, no, oh, no, no. Sorry, what am I saying? You're thinking, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I, was, I had Eli Ricks on the mind for the random reason. Sorry. Uh, Jermaine Burton. So he yeah, Jermaine Burton. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, actually, I actually really like him. I think he's going to ball out at Alabama this year, but. He, he should be really good. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, definitely he's got a little nice bit thinner player. now because uh, Jay Hall just – he got kicked off the team, whatever you want to believe about that. Mm, yeah. I mean, it, it'll be interesting, though. I do like – that. I mean, like, you know, just thinking of corners, like who would line up against uh, a Tyree Kill to really match his speed and, 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 and kind of tag along with him uh, to kind of shut him down. Maybe that could be an Ahmad Gardner. You know, maybe that – you know, I was thinking of an Eli Ricks who's going to be probably in the mix sooner rather than later uh, next year. Um, uh, in the draft class, uh, maybe that's you know, um, you know, a, a, a Derek Stingley, you know, if he can get healthy, that guy's blazing fast. He says supposedly he's supposed to run an even faster 40 than what he did run on the pro day, which was like a 4 3, 4 3 5 um, or so. So officially, um, it ended up being a 4 4 5, but scouts clocked him at 4 3 4. Yeah, so it, whichever one, yeah, was was honest. I mean, I, I have no idea. So he said, but, but that was, you know, obviously nursing the injuries and all that. So mm-hmm. you honestly wonder how a healthy one would, uh, healthy uh, Derek Stanley would run. Um, but yeah, um, so we, yeah, so next up is uh, number two for me, right? I think, or no, number one for me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my number one is Kyle Hamilton. I had to go with Kyle Hamilton. You know, uh, we, we've already listed all the reasons. The guy's an, an impeccable athlete, tremendous size, incredible awareness to track down ball carries, so damn physical. Um, he's it, just impeccable, incredible ball hawk skills. I mean, just watch his tape against Florida State. Enough said, okay? Just watch his two picks that he was able to record. Uh, he's, he's incredible. Next level intelligence on the football field. Physical low-level hitter. Yielded just 47% completion. Just incredibly stout in coverage. Um, cons, though, doesn't really have top fight speed. Um, but I think he can make up for it nonetheless um, with his physicality. I don't think he gets shook, you know, shook too often. Um, and then the injuries, obviously, you know, he's been been dealing with some knee knee ailments. Um, but I'd like to see him land in the Jets. I would, I'd be interested in that, you know, potentially. I, I I think that could he could very much thrive in that system, and and be exactly what Robert Sala is looking for for a physical corner, uh, physical safety. Excuse me. I'll take him um, at ten. Yeah. So that that's who I've got. Um, but yeah, let's go on to our next uh, uh, topic. Uh, we've got, um, yeah, or excuse me, our next question. Um, one player that we're too high on and too low on uh, for DBs. Who do you got, George? Uh, like I said earlier, and like you were talking about, I love Petrie. I actually really like Jalen mm-hmm. Petrie. And and this is coming from another, like, again, I just, I watch too much college football, guys. Like, I just, <laughs> I just watch so much. I, I do think that there is a little bit to the narrative that he just fit almost too well in Dave Aranda's system, because Mm -hmm. I mean, it's true. Like you watch him, he's like the perfect guy for that system. As soon as I saw like that, he was that Petrie was still there and that Aranda was coming in um, and that he was going to um, like kind of really shape how that defense is going to play. I was like, Oh yeah, he is going to be at nice with it this year. And he absolutely was. Uh, 
another one. I actually really like Daxon, uh, or yeah, Hill, excuse me, from mm-hmm. Michigan. He's nice. I yeah. think they both have like, they could both have a very similar trajectory and a different, mm-hmm. or, or, they both play in a similar style. They both, yeah. you know, can play the same positions uh, mm-hmm. at the next level. James, man. Yeah, I knew I was waiting I, for you to respond I, to that. I, I saw it a second ago, but I was like, I'll hold off on it. The Jets are building something, man. Come on. Yeah. Um, you're, you're lucky I'm running this chat, James. Otherwise, if George was, he'd probably be blocking your ass right now. No, I'm kidding. I'm Dan kidding. Hammer. <laughs> Bang. Boom. You know? Like no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm like, I don't even know how you see the comments on this one. <laughs> Oh, are you, did you not see on the right side? Can you see it on your screen? No, I, well, I, I have split screen, so like I have, yeah. So it's for uh, him. It's over here, and I have a note over here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, um, I can't do everything. <laughs> yeah, uh, I really like Petrie. Uh, I, I also like Hill. Hill's really good. There was one other one that I was looking at. Where'd he go? Oh, who was it? Oh, we talked about it before the show. My my bad. Um. McCollum, Zion McCollum. Uh, I'm actually a little bit higher on him than I think a lot of people are. He's one of those guys where, like, workout. I mm-hmm. I, I really hope he's not a workout warrior because, like, his combine was really nice. And, like, he's kind of slowly rising up. Um, another one who played at a really small school, he played at Sam Houston State, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Yep. And um, he also had a good senior bowl, is worth mentioning. He did too. have a nice senior bowl. I, I heard from, like, a lot of people. I know a lot of people put a lot more stock into that than they do like combine stuff. My thing is with the senior bowl, it's not as open to everyone. Like, you know what I mean? Like it, like there are less people that actually get invited to go to that. Um, and even then a lot, a lot of times uh, some of those like really high end guys end up just not going to the senior bowl, mm-hmm. which I mean, kind of, kind of stinks. Um, yeah. But uh, I really like, I, I like what I saw at McCollum. And uh, if I, if I heard everything right about, how he was at the senior bowl, very approachable, very coachable, very ready to kind of get molded into an NFL talent. And James, thank you for that. Thank you. <laughs> I I don't think you fully understand how much shit I get for being a Jets fan. It's almost as much and it's almost as valid as what David gets for being a Bears fan. Oh, it, it's almost. I mean, we're we're probably comparable in terms of uh, uh criticism we get. Did you by the way, I actually want to ask you this question, George. Uh, I know we're going long on time, but um fine. Yeah. I was I was wondering you as a Jets fan, did you yep. have a similar experience to me where you seem to somehow be friends with a shit ton of rival fans you know like my three of my best friends growing up were all packers fans you know so it's like it was the worst fucking Uh, luck imaginable no i'm gonna go with no not really only because of like where i live i think it is Mm -hmm. like i live in the south i grew up in the south Mm -hmm. uh if you're a random patriots fan in the south people are kind of like that guy um because otherwise i realize that well i mean think about it like it's the same thing like if someone from like texas is like oh yeah i'm an alabama fan everybody's like of course you are uh like like around here it's more okay falcons titans saints you know stuff like that and at that at that point you're just like it's fine i get it like it makes sense. And then people come. Yeah. The thing is the opposite. People are like, well, I know you're not a bandwagon fan. You're a Jets fan. And they're terrible. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, you've got, you've got me there. You really do. Oh shit. That's great. No, I think, yeah. I, I mean, in part I was in Seattle. So there's, there's seems like there's a big melting pot of fans over here. It's not just all Seahawks fans or 
49ers fans, you know. Uh, but what about you, Coach Craig? Uh, who are the players too, uh, player, uh, that you're too high, uh, that people are too high or too low on? Did you have an overhyped one, George? Uh, I did. I can I can maybe find one real quick. Just keep talking. I'll find one. I got a, I got a lot of I got a long list here. So uh, overhyped. I, I don't. I found one. I don't like Alante Taylor from Tennessee. He got torched by Ole Miss, and that's oh. I mean, not great. <laughs> He's I another that one as well. I think. He's another workout. No, is he really? Yeah, like he tested really well. He had an okay senior bowl. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, if I let me let me double check one thing. Because uh, what was it? I, I, I want to double happened. check if he actually played in this game. Because like I can't remember which yeah. player, which receiver. Like, absolutely, I was right. Yeah, no. Uh, Dennis Jackson, like. Dennis Jackson just straight up beat that man one on one for a touchdown in that game, which was not great, not a great look for him. Because, yeah, uh, yeah he's 436, uh, 39 inch vertical, 11 1 broad jump. Short shell and three cone are a little bit slower, though, but like he tested good, but that's about it. I think he's a day three guy either way, though. Like, yeah, like you hope he's something like special team or hope he turns into some maybe that's not hmm. um you better really hope yeah yeah <laughs> so i got a decent list here so i got overhyped underhyped and then i got other guys worth mentioning too so zion mccomb was on the other guys worth mentioning overhyped right now and it's not even because i don't like this guy it's just because of like where people are mocking him right now cam taylor Britt for nebraska mm. like, I'm mocking him in the second round right now which is ridiculous mm. like uh, Mel Kuyper did. I think Dane Bueller did too. Like, there's traction there. I don't think he's a bad player, but I don't think he's a second round guy. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Like, he's another one of those guys mm-hmm. where, like, you go and watch some tape and even watch his workout. You're like, I see it. Like, there's something there. Mm-hmm. But like, that type of draft capital. Mm-hmm. Well, he was a yeah. decent senior bowl, decent combine, but not like over, over the top. Second uh, round isn't decent. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like, he's a third, fourth round guy, probably in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus Jones is another one out of Houston for me. He's a slot only corner. He's at 5'8. He's got speed. He can punt return. He literally didn't test at all. He had he had sh- shoulder surgery on both his shoulders. Ooh, yikes. That's rough. So, oh, like, this Not guy good for defensive players, you know? And this dude's already tiny, so it's like, are you going to hold up yeah. at the NFL level? And a lot of like, he sometimes is getting mocked early third round. Yeah. A lot of times it's towards the end of the third round, going to the uh, 49ers, which actually would make some sense. Yeah. I don't know if it's because of the you know the advancements in medicine and rehabilitation and all that that kind of like suggest, oh, he's going to bounce back automatically or what? You know, I don't know yeah. how much well, that is. Well. My question is just mainly with that size. Now you got shoulder yeah. problems. Now, in tandem like, with that, how are you, mm-hmm. shoulder, how are you holding up? Uh, I did put Petrie slightly. I just think mm-hmm. a lot of where he's getting mocked, probably moving back 10 picks, I'd be okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his team is one I really, really, really dislike, JT mm-hmm. Woods. This guy is fast, but uh-huh. he can't. He cannot move his hips at all. This dude you don't has, like JT Woods, really? No, I don't love him. He's It's Petrie's – it was Petrie's, you know, secondary. It was Petrie's team yeah. and all that. But, but, but you didn't like JT Woods, really? No, this dude can't flip his hips to save his life. Yeah, like he's got a four three six speed, but he goes straight, and that's it. Like mm. he's not a guy. 
and he's getting mocked in the third round. Like if you put him in day three and you try to like develop him from there, I don't have a problem with that. But when you're going like this dude's a third round pick and a lot of people are mocking him there. I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. And you know, like the, even like the drill they did at, he didn't have a good senior bowl. Mm-hmm. The combine drill they do where they, they got him flipping hips back and forth and whatever. You can just tell like he's stiff. And like the one time he turns around, he just trips over his own feet doing the oh, drill. Oh no. Like, yeah. Was, like, I, I, I did read that he had a little bit of a rough senior bowl though. Yeah. So um, that was at the combine. So he's the worst yeah. one, like through that drill. Yes, the testing measurements are good. We're going to see – we've seen it this year with a lot of these Baylor guys because essentially yeah. what they did is they recruited guys that were really, really good athletes when Matt Rowe was there. They're like, we're just going to get speed, and then we're going to advance them in football essentially. So you've seen it this year. You're probably going to see it for the next couple of years where they have these guys that are running really mm-hmm. fast 40 times, but they're still kind of raw. So I think he's one of those guys. You take him – like if you take him in the fifth round, I don't really have a problem with it, but in the third round it's just too high for me. Uh Underhyped guys, Damari Mathis is a big one for me. I think he's going to be a decent slot corner at the NFL level. He's tested pretty reasonably. Can't remember if he was at the senior bowl or not. I think he was, but he's a very interesting one. He getting mocked like seventh round a lot of times. Mm. I think this is a guy that can hold up as a decent NFL slot corner. So mm. might not be your one, might be your two, but it's just like yeah. you have him that low? Uh, yeah. That's <laughs> um, interesting. Josh Thompson out of Texas, interesting developmental prospect, tested out pretty well. Mm-hmm. Special team gunner, you bring him up, but he's yeah. a guy that's going real, real light too. Uh, Kirby Joseph's one that I do like out of Illinois. I think he's a very smart player. Wouldn't be surprised if the Texans take him just because we got Lovey Smith. Wouldn't make it, yeah. it wouldn't surprise me by any means. I think he's a guy that mm-hmm. can kind of come in right away and he won't hurt your defense by any means. Uh, mm. Percy Butler is a guy that tested really well. Uh, Louisiana Lafayette. A lot of people like his instincts. I haven't watched his tape personally, but he could be an interesting developmental safety, especially at the free mm-hmm. safety spot. Um, now, like these last three are like, or, uh, well, I got three there, last three, and then I'll come back to one guy because I know George probably have an opinion on him. <laughs> That's a corner. So uh, these last three are kind of developmental prospects that are interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Nelson, he developmental safety out of Wisconsin. Mm. Started a little bit last year, started every game this year. Put up pretty decent numbers, tested out really, really well. So he's a developmental guy. He probably got late day three. Special team gunner type of guy. Mm-hmm. Bring him in, see what you can do. Uh, I do like, I, I believe he's Ian McCollum's brother, Tristan McCollum. Mm. I, when I was looking up, they went to the same high school and everything, too. They're both seniors, so I assume they're brothers. Maybe they're even twins. They look pretty similar. I'll, I was about to say, size. imagine they're just twins, and we're just, like, not looking at the right place. We're just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, I was trying to, like, when I look at the bio from Sam Houston State, it doesn't really say, like, who their parents are or anything, but they're, like, both uh, seniors, like, 163, Well, Sam Houston State had them at 6'4 and 6'3, but I think they're both mm-hmm. about two inches shorter than that. But... You know, Zion McCollum put out outstanding numbers. Tristan, his brother, is a safety, apparently. Or I assume mm-hmm. it's his brother. He put up very, very similar numbers, and nobody's talking mm-hmm. about this dude. So maybe he's an interesting developmental guy. And then my last guy is Michael Griffin, the second out of San Diego State, who nobody knows mm-hmm. about. But Not related to the Michael Griffin uh, senior, right? <laughs> no, we were talking about that the other day. Uh, so he, had, yeah. <laughs> he, he didn't run as good a 40 time as they kind of expected at 4, 5, 6, mm-hmm. but it's not bad. For a guy that he's played both safety spots, he's played in the slot at San Diego or yeah. not San Diego State, South Dakota State. Excuse me. He had a 43 and a half inch vertical, which was mm-hmm. tied for the highest or tied for the second highest in this draft class. 
There's a lot of athleticism there. Downside is he went to Southwest Minnesota State first, played like a yeah. year there, transferred to the bigger, mm-hmm. transferred to the bigger South Dakota State, sat out a year, mm-hmm. got to play, used the extra COVID year, so he's six year senior, so he's either 24 or almost 24. I can't find <laughs> enough research, you know, on him to see exactly his age, but uh, these these Brandon Weens, they're coming out of the woodwork sooner than later, you know, real <laughs> like quick. the 29 year olds. I'm looking at them now. On the yeah. Sam Houston State website, they like literally look the same. No. Tristan and Zion McCollum, mm-hmm. that is the same human being. Like, they, not, no, the same. they take their pictures the same. Like, there, <laughs> I don't even think like, there's no way they're not related, right? Like, they went to the same high school. Like, there's no information about their parents, but they went to the same high school. They're like the same age, so I assume they're just twins. Like it. it you know, I don't believe like in it. psychics, but but if you said these, you know, a pair of twins were psychics with one another, yeah, sure. You know, like it's like it's it's crazy how similar they are in terms of like you know what their oh, tendencies are, how they communicate, everything. You know, the there's no way, just, there's no way you know. they're not really. I like, I, I'm <laughs> I'm not going back and forth between their pictures. There's no way they're not related. Like I'm pretty sure not, like that is a like doppelganger type situation. Like there's your cousin looks exactly no. like you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but already. Um uh, I think Griffin was an interesting one though. He's probably a guy that doesn't even get drafted, but maybe a priority free agent for somebody. But I think he's interesting because he has the experience playing free safety, strong safety. He's played in the slot. He was the newcomer of the year in 2019 when he came over to South Dakota State. He's a guy that has ex- lots of experience. He's played really well for their team. Mm-hmm. Grants the FCS level, but he's still a very high level athlete. Other guy I listed here who I want George's opinion on, Martin Emerson out of Mississippi State. I don't think he's ever hit his potential yet, but I think there's still some upside there. Um, Maybe he gets drafted a little higher than he's mocked right now, but I think he's an interesting scheme fit just depending on where he lands. I won't <clears throat> excuse me. I, I I won't say there's no upside. Because, like, that's obviously not the case. Um, but just, like, based on the system I've seen him play in, I I, mm, I think to get a whole lot more out of him than what he is now, which is, to me, like, purely developmental, like, mm-hmm. uh, like I, I would still be really kind of shaky to draft him mm-hmm. unless I had my defensive coordinator, like, banging on the table for him because he thinks he fits in his system. He is a very... What would be the opposite of like systematic agnostic? Like he like if he is not in like the mm-hmm. like a- exact system running the exact plays, I I don't like him. You know, mm. like I, I think he he is like the like has to be like a tweener? No, has to be in this box. Like if he is he out the in the outside of this box, mm. he will not be good. Oh, you mean he is a system guy? Oh, a system guy. Okay, Absolutely guys. system guy. Yeah. And I don't think Mississippi State system was the right one for him either. No, but he has, no it wasn't. He has the, si- the thing yeah. is, he has the size. He has some physicality to him. Mm-hmm. He's not a bad athlete, but I mean, he still ran low no. four fives. Yeah. But uh, you just watch someone and you're just like. What are you doing? Like, are y'all okay out there? But I think part of that is like, I'll be honest, like their defense the last, like. It's crazy. They're a team that, like, for the longest time, like, you know, sided themselves and, like, where we put out defensive pieces. As soon as, like, uh, uh, as soon as Leach got there, 
do that. <laughs> Don't care. Air raid, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So for 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 me though, uh, for for the you know, oh, the, the... I think I got a couple. I got a couple other guys I just want to mention too, real quick. Okay, Andrew Booth, I think is very interesting. I think it would be very interesting to see where he ends up going because mm-hmm. obviously yeah. Clemson, they really just ran one type of system, and they mm-hmm. ran it pretty well. And I think he's interesting, but you know, a guy that still a little bit raw. Mm-hmm. Um, just really depends on where he goes. I think it's end of the late first round. A lot of times he's getting mocked to the Bills, which would probably mm-hmm. be a pretty good fit. Uh, Tariq Woolen is a very interesting guy here. He ran a four-two-six mm-hmm. at six foot four, over two hundred pounds. Yeah, but the problem is, you know, small schools guy. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. UTSA, yeah, I said on my head, and he's a converted wide receiver, so he's played corner maybe two years at this point in mm-hmm. time. He's a guy that's going to get drafted too high just because of the combine time and the fact that he's six foot four. Mm-hmm. Could he develop into something? Maybe we'll just have to see there. And then last guy I just kind of had on there. I don't really know a whole lot about him, but testing measurables are decent. I haven't watched his tape. Tyson Anderson out of Toledo, a safety. Mm-hmm. I think he did play a little bit corner in college too at one point. So maybe a guy that you could kind of throw back and forth, but, Interesting developmental guy, probably later day three. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. Um, from from my my two choices, uh, the guy I'm, I think people are too high on um, is Andrew Booth Jr. To be honest, um, I he's, he's an impeccable athlete. There's no denying that. Um, and I think I should have clarified too when I was talking to you in the chat one time, uh, Coach Craig, that I, yeah. I do like his athleticism and I think he's he's a special athlete. Um, I just don't think he's a proven special player yet, though. You know, I think he's a bit of a, a yeah. project because he doesn't have a ton of experience playing uh, as a starter when he was with Clemson. Um, you know, out, on the just outside. really the one year, right? Exactly. Yeah, and maybe yeah. a little bit, so, a couple spot starts before that. The the technique is is still in need of improvement. Um, but but he he does have some tremendous athleticism. He's tremendously physical, tremendously fast, shifty. Uh, um, you know, he's very nimble. Like he's almost like he's got like cat-like reflexes for a cornerback. It's crazy how nimble he is. I just noticed that watching his tape. Um, but yeah, I, you know, there's some things like him and you know playing as a corner this year. 29 catches on on 46 targets for 312 yards. Not awful, but it's not great in comparison to other guys that were that were playing this year. Um, missed times tackles had a horrible missed tackle percentage, almost 25% of the time he was missing tackles supposedly. Um, so, you know, those are some things that I think he really needs to, uh, to work on, you know, just didn't play a ton of press coverage too. So I think that kind of sets him back a little bit. Um, the guy I think I'm too, uh, people are too low on Roger McCreary. I really like Roger mm-hmm. McCreary. Um, I, you know, I, not that he's like a, a, like a top uh, flight guaranteed cornerback, but I know he's a little undersized. I know you're shaking your head at me, but like I, I think, <laughs> I think he's physical for his size. He's probably a slot guy potentially, but he could very much thrive. I think in the slot, I really do think so. Um, you know, he's very fast. I think he's very shifty. Um, highest coverage grade, uh, highest highest coverage grade. Excuse me, among all CFB corners, uh, mm-hmm. all FBS corners. Excuse me, this past year or so. Um, impeccable results, you know, um, only allowed 34 catches on 75 targets, so less than 50%, very much less than 50%. Um, like I said, good, good lateral footwork, good, good, uh, um, you know, good use of hands too, very twitchy. Um, but yeah, you know, at the same time, you know, not ideal size. I think he can hold his own against bigger body guys, but he, he's not the ideal size. Let's be real about it. Um, and then can tackle a little too high at times, um, and, and occasionally provide a little bit too much of a cushion. 
um, against smaller, quicker receivers in zone coverage situations. But I still think that the good outweighs the bad and, and, and suggests that he should get a little bit more love uh, than he ultimately is getting. Not saying he's a first-round grade necessarily, but like a, a, a day-two guy, definitely, most definitely, you know, and maybe even a high day-two guy. Um, so let's get into our last segment. I know we're taking that. We're going uh, pretty lengthy on this the, one. But I was about to say, y'all about, about to take me to bedtime. It's, it's, it's about time to go to sleep. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> let's let's try to push through this real quickly. Um, uh, where do these two classes rank in recent years? Uh, does this, is this high on the list? Is this low on this list? Is this middle of the pack? What do you say, George? Mm, just off like first thought, probably – so for like my DBs, I'd say the DBs are actually like kind of pushing it a little bit. Like they're they're mm -hmm. up there only because of the high end talent. I, I think you've got like three or four guys in the in the DBs mm -hmm. like that could like generally be really good NFL players. For linebackers, I'd say it's probably more middle of the pack. It's just okay. I like the high end talent, but like the drop off is pretty significant. Um overall like combining both i'd say probably slightly above average hmm. okay already i like it yeah. what say you coach craig uh, so i think linebacker may be a little bit more deeper this mm. year but i don't know if the high-end talent is as high-end in some of the other years yeah if, uh, i think there's a lot of guys that could develop into nice players don't know if we have a star for sure like in this class mm -hmm. Um, like we've had in other years. And then for like defensive backs, I think it's a good class, but I think it's overrated to an extent too. I think people are kind of hyping it up just a little bit. There's decent depth. There's some guys that will develop into good players, but I think there's also going to be a lot of guys that are going to be pretty good misses. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of talent I like in this DB class, but it's a little bit of a mystery as to what it's going to pan out to be like. Um, you know, like, could it be as special as the 2017 class that had Jamal Adams, Marshawn Lattimore, Marlon Humphrey? I mean, maybe, but I'm not saying it's likely, but but maybe if they all executed to their talent level, maybe, you know, because I even like guys like a Derek Stingley Jr. and, and, and a Trent McDuffie, uh, who would probably have tailed out my list at four and five for my top corners. Um, but obviously, you know, for one thing with with uh, Stingley, the injuries were the reason why. Otherwise, he probably would have been number one if he had he been healthy his whole time at LSU. Um, but it, it's probably more like like 2012. I could see it being with Stephon Gilmore. You had uh, uh, Harrison Smith, uh, um, you know, come out of there. Janoris Jenkins has been a great. You know, Harrison Smith being a great safety in this league. Janoris Jenkins being sought as a corner, of course. Uh, um, you know, for numerous years. And then Casey Hayward too has been a very very underrated corner. Oh, yeah. So I could see that potentially happen. And then for the linebacker class, um, I could see, uh, you know. I could see, I you know, I was thinking back and forth, and I I think I came to the conclusion that 2016 may be ideal. They had Leonard Floyd, you had Jalen Smith, who was good before his injuries, I think. Um, and, and it, you know, he kind of dropped off quite a bit too uh, in recent years on top of that. Deion Jones, Miles Jack, like there's some there's some legitimate talent to come out of this one. Kyler Fackrell, too, who's been a pretty good uh, um, uh, pass rusher, and Joe Schobert, too, not too shabby as well um, during his time with, uh, you, you know, Jacksonville for one thing. Um, so I think those are going to be some interesting situations. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, I, 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 that's how, who I see ideally, like is, is the comparison, not top end, but like, it could be not too far away from the top end, like above, above the middle mark, you know, is what I see. Um, and then last question, give me one DB, uh, and LB, you know, that compared to a previous NFL legend or current player that come to mind, who have you got for us, George? 
I am, like I said, absolutely horrible at comps. <laughs> it's all good. And even worse, drawing mm -hmm. a humongous blank. Um, mm -hmm. I'll kind of do what I did last time. I agree with this one. Like, oddly enough, NFL doing the absolute least, mm -hmm. uh, giving me at least one good comp. <laughs> at least one. Uh, I actually like their comp for Kyle Hamilton. Um, and they have him kind of comp to uh, Cam Chancellor, which I actually really yes, like. Yes, I like that a lot. Heavy, like pretty, pretty heavy hitting, very physical, can kind of play in coverage at the line, like wherever you really need him on ball, off ball. Uh, I just like that as a comp. Uh, does he count? Does Cam Chancellor count as like both of those? Like, kind of. <laughs> Oh, for the for the other and the linebacker, or yeah. oh yeah, I know, right? Honestly, he played like a fucking linebacker. Hell yeah, time, like right? yeah. Um, no, I don't blame him on that. Yeah, uh, and and then for a linebacker, um, I'll be on. I I have I have no idea because like we were talking about a couple of them earlier. Like um, they were comping guys. Like I, I think they comped with Nicobe Dean and Devin Bush, and and, uh, uh, and that one that one's fine. It's Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's not. Yeah, it's not it great, ideal. but it's it's not horrible. There are mm -hmm. a lot worse uh, from from a lot of the sources out there. Like I know it's not only NFL.com that does it, but like they're the ones that, like they're the only ones that are like our NFL comp like, and it's the same guy who writes all of them. So like I feel like at some point he's like, guys, I ran out of players. I I don't, <laughs> I don't know who to put down for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Um, I'll just I'll just stick with the Cam Chancellor one for now. Mm -hmm. um, okay, cool. Because <laughs> the rest of them are bad. They're not. Good. <laughs> <laughs> they they kind of yeah they kind of whiff on some of these. But but the Cam Chancellor one I actually kind of dug. What about yeah, you though, Coach I, Greg? I, like it. I think I just think about what you're saying there too. It's like and then you get like then you run into these guys it's like a Tariq Wool or whatever. Well, a six foot four corner that's two hundred five where they runs a sub four three. It's like who the heck do I compare that to? <laughs> Exactly. You know, it's difficult. You know, the athleticism is just getting crazier and crazier by the day, you know? Uh, so I'll, I'm going back to Leo Chanel. You know, measurables are close to like a Luke Keekly. I don't think he's that high end, but there's some Luke Keekly. At times you see some Luke Keekly. At times you see like a level of play of like a Brian Urlacher. Obviously the coverage is not up to that aspect because obviously Brian Urlacher began his college career at safety. But when you look at back at the college measurables, he came in about same size, ran four tenths of a second or yeah, four four hundredths of a second slower than Leo Chanel did. Uh, so there is some flashes there. Uh, it's definitely a high end comp. I, I I didn't even mention this. I don't think, but that NFL comp they had for him was Raymond Luga, who was not athletic by any means. Oh, like, why? Um, uh, why? Yeah, it, it was, that was an ideal. He's just a big bruiser of a guy, you know. That's what yeah, he's Ray just a prototypical run stuffer, but he ran like a four yeah. seven plus. Like the yeah. kicker that was on that USC team ran a faster 40 time than him. <laughs> and he actually yeah, yeah. did more bench reps than one of the other linebackers. Like it was crazy. Like they, I'm like, heck, you just draft a kicker, and if he sucks, you just like, put him on like kickoff coverage. <laughs> hey, now kickers are athletes too. Now don't don't you go blasphemy. But it's funny because he had a faster 40 time than one of the linebackers, a better bench than the other one, and then something else better than the, and then like a higher vertical than whoever it was. And it, it was like Cushing, you know, it was Ray Maluga, Brian Cushing, and Chase uh, Clay Matthews, excuse me. 
That's right. And then, say, what 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 was one of those forty times you just listed off? Like, if you could just pull any of them out, because like I just had to go back and double check something. Raymond uh, Luga was like four seven plus, if I remember right. I forgot he had a bad forty. Matter, Matt, not a Matt Ariza, faster. Hmm. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Matt Ariza, a putter ran a four six eight. That's that's wild, you know. <laughs> Jesus. Hey, for what it's worth, that um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with destroying. That the oh, kicker yeah. That oh, yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. Uh, so he went to Brandon Marshall's uh, House of Champions. I swear to God, he's there, whatever, last year. He, he ran, ran like a 4.5 or something crazy. Yeah, he ran like a 4.58 as a kicker. That's <laughs> crazy. Dude, wow. There's some, there's by some. By the way, dude just kicks nukes. Like, destroy mm-hmm. just nukes all day. Is... It's great. Like, how these guys are bold? At least the USFL or something. Like, you think you just get that dude for. Didn't no. he play in the CFL for a little bit? Not sure off the top of my head. I know when he was in college because he got like monetized on YouTube and they weren't supposed to make money or whatever. He had to like choose. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he chose YouTube. I want, didn't he? Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So money I now. So. I mean, um, but going back to my, I'll go back to my corner. So yeah. I guess mm-hmm. I'm just going to go to Daxton Hill here. Uh, they're, mm-hmm. I said similar to Logan Ryan, potential to be better than him. Mm-hmm. If you want to throw like a Tyron Matthew in there, you could, but obviously mm-hmm. he's a little bit. Taller. Yeah. I think he does what he does really well, you know, playing the slot, playing close line of scrimmage this year, but he's playing deep too. So I think maybe Logan Ryan Mm -hmm. in there. We've seen a few guys do that, but Logan Ryan was just kind of the one that stood out to me and about the same size or same height and weight. Excuse me. Interesting. I like it. I like it. Okay. Yeah. Um, for for me, for uh, DB, one DB and one linebacker. uh, Yeah. For I do, I went with Cam Chancellor. So, you know, enough said with, with Kyle Hamilton. Um, you listed off all the great points. Uh, so I, I immediately comp. I thought that was actually a pretty solid comp. And that was the first one that actually came to mind before I even searched them. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, they actually thought wow. I liked this time. They you actually know? Like, had one that's smart. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then for the linebacker, I think Leo Chanel, there, there's some CJ Mosley to him, if you ask me. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe that's just me. Mm-hmm. I, I see some, like, you know, some great run, run stuff and capability, you know, that – when he was coming out of Alabama, that that I was in similarity. Um, you know, CJ Mosley wasn't like maybe as great of a uh, um, you know, like you know, getting into the backfield quite as much, you know, for for pass rushing situations. Mm-hmm. But like I, I, the run stuffing, the similar size, the similar athleticism. I think there was some that there's some similarities in that regard, and and also they've also kind of like, I don't know, they they you know, I've never thought of CJ as a spectacular cover linebacker, you know. I, I thought of him more ideal as like a, as a run stop run stuffer. Um, excuse me. So, I, I saw a couple of those comparisons uh, um, at least from it from a frame standpoint and from an athletic standpoint. So that's I had to go. I just had to go back and look real quick to see what mm-hmm. he was at his draft time because I'm like CJ Mosley was a little bit smaller than that. So he was 234 at the draft, but he's up to 250 now. But yeah. he's a little less athletic too. But that's kind of an interesting one. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. It's just yeah. sometimes maybe my eyes are just playing tricks on me and stuff. But I, I just I don't know. There were some similarities that I could note uh, from from that. Um, but that'll do it for us, folks. Uh, this one was a long one. I hope you guys uh, enjoyed it. Nonetheless, uh, thanks for bearing with us. And uh, uh, this one, I hope you guys um, had a ton of fun as we got delved in uh, as we delve in deep uh, to all of these linebackers and incoming uh, defensive backs coming into this 2022 NFL draft that again is less than a week away. I mean, shit. Literally less than 24 hours away. It's crazy. Um, Hope you guys enjoyed listening in. That'll do it for us on this episode. Take care and enjoy the rest of your night, guys.
We'll see you later.